First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, dobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pot of the Everyman. The Two Beers Podcast, episode 105. We're kicking off year number three of this podcast. I'm Jordan, here with my co-host Drew. Drew, what's up, brah? What up, brah? <laughs> that Taking is not getting right. old for us, is it? Season, what? Nah, never going to get old. Fa- fa- I mean, fa- Family Guys, I mean, it's on the Disney Channel now, for God's sakes. Can never get old. Uh Season season three of the Two Beers Podcast officially underway. I love it. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm here. We've been crushing it. Banger episode after banger episode after banger episode. And you know what? It ain't stopping tonight, and it ain't stopping next week. Banger, Price banger, is banger. only going up. Banger. Bang. Bang, bang, two beers, gang. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. Three, two, one. Oh boy! Oh boy! Mm. Ah, got it. Saved it. Um, I'm drinking my last black and yellow out of Four Points Brewing. A little, little five and a half percenter IPA. It's just so delicious. Um, last one. What you got, Drew? You drinking more of the of the? Uh, I won't steal your thunder. What are you drinking? Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just keeping it keeping it riding here, man. I'm drinking uh, Southern Tier Pumpkin Whiskey. Ha ha ha. Drinking pumpkin whiskey till we get picked up by Manscaped. There it is. Boom. Done. Uh, uh, never mind. I was just about to ask a really awkward question about Manscaped, but never mind. I mean, I do my diligence. It's okay. Uh, any hoodles. Uh, all right. So a lot of fun stuff going on here um, in, in episode 105. And you know what? Let's go to our bread and butter. We, we have tons of boxing to talk tons. about. Tons. Tons. So, um... I'll say the biggest. Bro, UK, Australia, New York. Everywhere. Woo! Across the globe. All day Saturday. Um, let's start with Haney Cambosis, two. Down under. Shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. Uh, so, you got the particulars on these guys? Yeah. Uh, so, tell the tape. We'll start there. Cambosis is now the challenger, fighting at home again. Uh, twenty and one, ten knockouts. His one loss, obviously, coming from Devin Haney. Their last last fight, five nine, sixty eight inch reach. He's an orthodox fighter. He uh, tall task ahead of him. Devin the Dream Haney, twenty and zero, fifteen knockouts. Uh, five eight, seventy one inch reach. So he's he's got Cambosis has an inch on him, but uh, Haney's got two inches in reach. And he's also uh, an orthodox righty coming out the gate. Yeah, uh, so. Listen, I, you know, the the first fight was not particularly close. Uh, we talked about very surprised about Cambosis's game plan. He was not aggressive yeah. at all. Uh, he was uh, whether whether he just you know got into we can call it to mode where he. You know, picked up the big upset, got the big payday, and just got comfortable. Or 
you know, was just nervous in front of the big home home crowd or home crowd. I mean, it was you know 50, almost fifty thousand in Melbourne uh, that night. He just he just looked like he just was happy to be in the ring, quite frankly. And Haney just jabbed jabbed the hell out of him for twelve rounds. You know, barely barely got scuffed, clenched, and uh, hit him with some check hooks, and that's all all she wrote. And he lost all the belts. Um, you know. You didn't hear from him for a little while, so but you know afterwards, you know we didn't get like any of the typical, you know I got holes in my throats or you know I spiked my my trainer spiked my water from Cambosis. He's like, hey, beat me, He's a better man. We're gonna run it back and we'll see what happens. Um, much smaller venue this time, obviously after after the you know tragedy of the fight of the first fight. How, you want to? You want, can I get my analysis now, or I don't know if you uh, have? Yeah, sure, go. For I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder. You know, it's no, your show, good. and I'm just here. Um, you know, I. It's a bad matchup for Cambosis. Like, I think Cambosis is a better counter. I think he's a better counter puncher. He's better. Like, he's more active when a fighter wants to engage, like Tiafimo did, where he's just throwing haymakers and and trying to trying to land punches. Like, he's got to come at Haney. Haney isn't the aggressor. I know there's a lot of talk that Haney's going to look to like get the stoppage in this fight, so it may be. I, I, there, there is zero reason for Devin and his team to be acting that way. And I don't. I mean, they haven't their entire, you know, their entire tenure here, so I don't know why they would start now when they have the big, the, like they got the Lomachenko fight. If he gets by his 29th bout, like in April, like I, why would you risk that to to do that? Um, the only, the only, there's only a couple of things I can really see Cambosis doing to change this fight one i mean he's got to sell out you know everybody jokes about haney having pillow fists uh you can't he can't be afraid to get hit like he and whether that was what went through his mind in the first fight god only knows but he he has to be willing to catch fire to get fire and another thing that I, you know i noticed a lot in the first fight you know haney i mean haney's smart like you know if he looks like he's gonna get in any trouble like he clenches pretty quickly um don't wait like if you're Cambosis and he does that you have to like take advantage like like land shots on him while you're while you're tied up like go to the body don't like he just sat there and was happy to have the ref just break them up it's like don't like make make the ref break you up don't just sit there and let Haney hold you for like 10 seconds when he's already racking up points like that's you're in the inside and you have to do damage and try to catch him like that's the perfect place to do it so He's got to sell out and be willing to get knocked out to try to to try to tag Haney, and he's got to be aggressive uh, when he gets in the inside and, and when Devin's clenching up with him. That's, I, I mean, that's it. I mean, and Haney just do exactly what you do the first fight. Let you know, work the jab, check hooks, work on the outside, just outpoint outpoint him for twelve rounds. It's not, it's, you know, boxings get hit, hit and don't get hit. You got the belts and you already got the the third the third fight under contract. Like no need to risk it. Yeah, it pretty much sums it up. Um, He's going to bitch about not being on the pound for pound list anyway, so why why bother trying to get on there? Um, and just to reiterate, like, look, Camposis should not be scared of Haney's power, and no, that's maybe disrespectful, but he he needs to realize that I'm going to get hit on the way well, in, and that's just eat it and then land fight on the inside land some body shots you know yeah. land like tag him with some some hooks and uppercuts on the inside and test him and see see what he's got um yeah and it's not and just real quick and it's not being disrespectful to Heaney, it's but it's like like he had zero fear 
taking shots from Tiafimo, who has way more. It's not debatable. Tiafimo obviously has way more power at 135 yeah. than Devin. That's not. It's not. We're not slating Devin like Devin at all. Like. Like, but he, he, I was going, I remember I'm going, I was going nuts that night when he was like, he was well ahead on, on my scorecard and he's like looking to get hit by Tiafimo. Like, you're not afraid to take his power, but you're afraid to take Devin's. Like, that just can't happen. Yeah, it made, made no sense. Um, so he did change trainers too, which is, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's been weird. I, I don't, no, I, 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 I don't really give him, I don't really don't give him a, a shot. Um, I'll, I'll say Devin on the cards yet again. Um, this is in Rod Laver Arena. It's where they have the Australian Open. Um, the record attendance there is 16,000 for a Justin Timberlake concert. Shocker. Uh, I don't know how many. That's not. I don't know how many tickets they've sold for this one. But um, let me get the odds here. Uh, da, 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 da. The odds for this Yeah, he's one. been quiet. Said He's been quiet like. I don't know. I I don't I don't know what to, again. I expect. I I also expect Devin to win on the cards. Probably like one seventeen, one eleven. But um, I don't know. I, all week I was trying to convince myself that Cambosis had a chance because you know everyone shit on like AJ. We don't need to see an AJ rematch, and he was you know fifteen seconds in he was fifteen seconds in round nine away from possibly like making all those assholes look stupid. But I just I just he like can't seven seven to. Th- Seven to five is, I think, the best, the like best case scenario for for. Yeah, King unless Boses. if he if he if he can't if he can't get him down at least once, I mean, it's yeah, it's just not there. Yeah, exactly. He has to get at least one knockdown. Uh, I I mean, I would say like eight or eight four nine three is kind of like what I'm expecting, and if it might even be again just like the first fight, it might even be ten two. Um, it, it just kind of I guess we'll see what happens. Um. But Haney is minus one thousand. Kambosis is plus six hundred. Wow. Over under rounds. Uh oh. I don't think they do eleven and a half, but ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah. Mi- minus three thirty on the over. Um, Haney by decision is minus two hundred. Haney by knockout is plus two twenty. Kambosis by decision is plus one thousand. Yeah, Kambosis by knockout is plus fourteen hundred. Um, so the play there is a Devin Haney by decision minus two hundred. Um, I I don't have any more analysis than that. Um, yeah, if you're if you're betting out there, don't don't be duped. Just don't be duped by this. Devin's gonna look to to look special and and stop that. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay. So more boxing on Saturday. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> so these two fights were delayed by the Queen's passing, and now they're now they're on. Um, Mayor Bumgarner will go first. Uh, Michaela Mayer, Alicia Bumgarner, for belts at Drew. You didn't have this last time. Do you have it this time? One thirty-five. One thirty-five. There it is. Um, do you have the tail of the tape? Or we I, I, not, I, I don't. I, I figure we didn't have to go back to the tail of the tape since we... Well, kind of Mayor is much taller. Um, yeah, she's a bigger... She's bigger for the weight class um, than Bungarder is. There, This is... These two... These two These two have been uh, really setting up the promos here going at each other. Yeah, it's been... Uh, <laughs> it's been pretty funny from Meyer calling Bumgarner a broke bitch and... Uh, <laughs> it's just been fun. Like, I... I I expect May I expect Mayor to beat her pretty easily, but like 
I don't know. Like Bum Bumgarner seriously has looks to have a, a chip on her shoulder here. Um, so yeah. it, I'm excited. I'm, I, I might be more excited for this one than Shields uh, Marshall at this point. Just all the shit talking between these two. It's I, been. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'd say the odds have tightened up a little bit. Um, so Michaela Mayer well, is is minus two eighty. Baumgartner's plus two fifteen. Um, over under rounds. Uh, you, there's only ten rounds. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, I I guess eight and a half would be like the women's equivalent to ten and a half, right? Yeah, eight and a half. The yeah. over is minus seven hundred. Yeah. Um, Meyer by decision minus one ninety. Mayer by KO plus plus eight fifty. Baumgartner by decision plus four hundred. Baumgartner by KO plus six hundred. Um, this it's hard to get KOs in women's boxing because of the shorter rounds. Yeah. And only ten rounds, so like there has to be a big mismatch. I feel like to get a knockout. I, I'm gonna go Mayer by decision um i expect to be close early and then mayor to pull away a little bit later yeah and i think the only really intriguing thing and it's for both fights is how will the four week delay because i think it's exactly i think it's exactly a month right uh, i don't remember yeah i think because i think it was september 15th that that was supposed to happen but um how does that impact like the fighters, right? Because like they were in the UK, they were they they set their um their weight cuts for this. Like Mayer's the bigger fighter, so you would think like the the weight cut and having to go back and and redrain would impact her more. Um, I I just I just think she's she's just got the better attributes here to to win a fight on the outside uh with with Bumgarner, and I I think she'll. I, I think, I think she win. could win on the inside too. Quite honestly, I, she's just yeah. I I think I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be. I think it'll end up being like a six four uh, fight for her. Uh, she may she may she may pull away early and then Bumgarner get some later rounds. But I I think it'll end up being like a ninety ninety six ninety four type of score. Six four. Uh, uh, yeah, six four or seven three. I'm going with one of those. Um, yeah, I don't. I've I've never done the score. Well, I, I did Taylor Swap, but whatever. I'm not sure if that ma- if that math ad- matched up to what I predicted, but <laughs> it's <laughs> you, okay. You don't do math for a living. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's fine. Um, and then the the co-main on that card uh, out of the UK, Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa the Quote Shields. Um, yeah. 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 Just another, just crazy rivalry um I, I these odds i believe have flip-flopped I, I i'm pretty sure marshall was the slight favorite back in the original match the original date and now marshall is the slight underdog so marshall's plus 105 and shield shields is minus 130 so as about uh a, a pick as you'll get in boxing pretty much over under rounds uh, also eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half minus three forty on the. Yeah, as as dominant as Shields is, like she doesn't knock anybody out. Um, there is a giant goose in the middle of the field on the baseball field. That is strange. <laughs> um, so Marshall is plus two eighty. Uh, on the decision, she is plus three hundred by KO. That that's interesting that the KO and the decision are that close for Marshall. 280 for the decision, 300 on the KO. Hmm. Um, 
shields by decision is plus 110 shields by ko is plus 750 so a wider margin there um very interesting i uh i i i've i've kind of flip-flopped from the original date and i don't know why other than maybe the travel with clarissa you know maybe that's a thing and when we made our predictions the first time and it was clarissa i picked clarissa like as the fight was approaching i just felt like i picked the wrong person like i don't know no particular reason but i was just like the vibes i was getting was like um i think marshall has this she's like more calm cool and collected and then sure enough now they canceled it and i'm like yeah i'm kind of leaning marshall now so um i uh what what are you thinking drew uh, you know, I, 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 you know, you know, I love the juicy, uh, juicy, uh, home cooking for judges. Uh, I, I think, I think Marshall, I think Marshall squeaks it out. I think she's going to take a, uh, a close decision. Six, six, four. I think she takes a split decision. Um, I, I, uh, I, I think, I think, I think, I think the fight's going to be very similar to how Taylor Serrano played yes. out. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think. I think Marshall will rack up. I think Marshall will rack up some early points, and I think Shields will use her athleticism and her speed to maybe not maybe not hurt. She's not going to hurt Marshall the way that I think Serrano had Taylor hurt in a couple of those rounds. But she's gonna she she's gonna look do, she's gonna look more dominant in moments than Marshall will. But I think Marshall will rack up enough points to take the decision. Yeah, I think that's well said. I, I and I expect Marshall emotions to take over at some point, and t- at some point she just looks gassed. I don't know if that's like an early thing, and then like she finds her wind like in the middle rounds, or maybe in the middle rounds like she gets emotional and then get and then gets gassed down the stretch. I'm not, fighting for the queen, baby. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what, I, but I think I think Shields. Wait, what did I say, Marshall? I meant Shields. What did I say? Uh, you said Marshall. Damn it, Shields. I think Shields' emotions get her in trouble at some point. I think she she gets gassed either early and then has to get, get a second win, or Shields have has her emotions kick in in the middle round and then she gets gassed down the stretch, um, which ultimately is the the difference maker. I think it's a controversial decision. I think Shields is flipping out afterwards and like cussing people up and down i think her corner is going nuts i think there's a small melee if not a full brouhaha in the ring afterwards uh over the decision and i think it just sets up for a second fight and they just are like super pissed at each other after this fight is what i'm thinking love it i love that I, I, i think i think clarissa does not take the l easily or lightly yeah, I wonder if we get a second fight out of this. Yeah. Um What what uh I almost said age. What weight are th- these ladies at? Uh I'm not positive to be honest with you. I, what, was ma- it? Closer to 150 I'd imagine. Yeah, it was. Um uh Clarissa. We said it on the first one and I totally forgot. Shields. Although I guess that's interesting. Isn't isn't Katie Taylor undisputed or no? At one thirty-five, I thought she was one thirty-five. Maybe she's one thirty. I don't know. Maybe it's one thirty. Oh my gosh! Um, no, 
these are like, is this 165? Katie Taylor? Oh, this is bad. I don't remember. I don't know. Once they, uh, Look, if you want accuracy on women's boxing, this isn't the problem. You know, when when they're doing weigh-ins in the UK and they start doing stones, I'm just like, ah, you fuckers! That's, like, come that's on, I gotta, I got I gotta. We can't even handle the metric system over here. Now you're now you're expecting us to convert to stones? Come on, come on now. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Oh no, I, this is that website that told me all the bogus. Oh god, let's before. not even bother. Let's not be. Let's not be, be complete amateurs. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, 165, and then Katie. That's a good question on Katie Taylor. She must be in the 150s. No, yeah. no, no, no. Because Serrano's like 120, like naturally, yeah, like 120, 125. Yeah, right, yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, all right, so the fourth major fight. Oh, no. Bomb Squad! Bomb Squad! Bomb Squad! Wilder versus Hellenius. In. In our backyard, baby. Barclays. Bron- yeah, in, in Barclays, in Brooklyn. Um, man, that's going to be a fun fun fight. Um, do we have to pay for that one? Uh, yeah, so I will not be. And, and well, I'm only, I'm only, I'm not buying this paper. I probably would have bought it because, listen, like, even though I think Wilder's out of his fucking mind, with, he, to this day, he still accuses Fury of cheating in that second flight. Um, I just, I, I, I'd rather watch Devin Haney and uh, and Cambosis, to be honest with you. Like, I'd rather watch that are they, fight. Are they going to be on at the same time? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, this, I mean, this will be like a normal 9 o'clock pay-per-view kind of thing. And, I mean, the fight in what Australia. What time are they fighting in Australia? I mean, it'll go on around the same time. The main event will probably be like 1130. Really? Yeah, I think I, I, I'm not, I don't want to pay 80 bucks to have to, to be pissed that, like, I got to watch, like, Haney, Cambosis on delay, basically. So... Are you sure they're at the same time? I'm, I'm pretty sure, bro. They're gonna. I mean, the main event. They're they're gonna, they're going to be starting at the same time. Haney Kambos is on ESPN Plus for free. Yeah. Ten thirty p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like they're gonna be around the same time. So I like, I, I I'd rather watch that fight live than this fight live. So I'm not uh, gonna I'm not gonna spend the seventy bucks. Well. To your point, I would I would rather watch Hellenius Wilder because I think it, there's a bigger chance for fireworks, but not for seventy five bucks. Haney Cambosis is the bigger fight. Yes, and the more the more meaningful fight if something were to happen. So yes, as as much as Wilder Hellenius would be more fun, Haney Cambosis is is more important. Correct. Um, so that's a good point. So I probably won't buy it either. Damn it. I really wanted to see this. And this is a good card. Um, yes. But let's let's talk about the actual fight first. Um, yeah. So De- Deontay Wilder's first fight against somebody not named uh, Tyson Fury since I think 2000, November 2019 yeah. when he fought Old Man Ortiz, uh, which is crazy. Deontay Wilder hasn't won a fight since 2019. Which is which is nuts. Um, but we got we got we got the bronze bomber. We got Wilder 40, 42 and two, uh, and one draw. Obviously, the two losses and the draw all from Tyson Fury. Of uh, his forty two wins, forty one knockouts. Um, probably the meanest right hand. It may be in boxing history. That can get debated another time. Uh, he's six foot seven. Jesus, he's got an eighty three inch reach. Um, you know, it'll be his second fight with 
Malik. Ah, I had this. The trainer, this new trainer, um, escaped me. So I apologize. So you know, we'll see how what they're what they come to work on after the Fury fight. He's fighting Robert uh, Hellenius, who you talking yeah. about Malik Scott? Yeah, Malik Scott. Yes, sorry. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thirty-one and three, twenty knockouts. Yeah, he's got. He's won three fights in a row. He's won six of his last seven. Uh, two. He you know he he beat up uh, Adam Kawaki. Uh, a couple Kon- times. Konaski, yeah. Yeah, a couple times here. Uh, Hellacious, he's he's six six and a, six six and a half, so and a seventy nine inch reach. So Wilder will be, uh, you know, he won't be punching up for the first time in a, in a long time at fighters. Uh, you know, listen, he's got you know Hellacious. Hel- I keep calling Hellacious. Hellacious. He's got power. You know, I think I think he'll he'll be okay for a few rounds, but. Like Wilder, I, I use it all the time. Deontay Wilder, he 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 sums up his fights perfectly. He only you know if you're fighting him, you have to be perfect every second of every round. He only has to he only has to be perfect for half a second to catch you with that right hand. Uh, and I think I think Hellenius is tailor made for a nice comeback fight and is gonna feel all that. All the power of that right hand. The only intrigue for me is where he comes in weight wise for this, because remember he put on, put on like fifteen pounds, maybe more for the the third Fury yeah. fight. I think he came in at like two thirty seven, two forty, which I mean I think he's normally around like two seventeen, two twenty, because he's tall. So he, I mean you know two twenty for him, it just it, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so I'd be I'd be curious to see where he weighs it here. Because uh, I mean, because Hellenius isn't the kind of guy that's going to use his body. No, no heavyweight uses his body like Fury does. So uh, I don't think he has to worry about that in this fight. What do you What do you got for it? Um, like the odds? Is that what you're asking? No. Like, what's your you have you have any different take on the fight? Um, I think Hellenius shows real well. Quite really? Honestly. Yeah, I think I think. Why do you think I, that? I think that he has the height. I think that he has fought big punchers before. Nobody has fought as big a puncher as Wilder, obviously. But I think he's a veteran hmm. who will have enough. I th- I think while he's fresh, I think he'll have enough wherewithal to avoid the right hand. So I, I see this thing going at least seven or eight. I don't think it's going to end early. I think Wilder deals with a little bit of ring rust. <clears throat> I think Hellenius... You know he he puts on. Kalnaski was a big it was a big volume puncher for as crappy as he was, and I think Hellenius kind of comes out with a little bit of volume that kind of frustrates Wilder a little bit, and kind of not maybe presses him a little bit. Maybe he has a little bit of power. Um, so I, I think it's interesting for a couple rounds, um, and then I think uh, the other thing is. What, what you know? You mentioned Malik Scott. We saw Wilder try to do a little bit of jabs to the body on Fury to start. Now that didn't last long, and again, this was that was his first fight with Malik Scott. So now he's worked with Malik Scott a little bit. I I kind of wonder if we see Wilder try to box a little bit, jab a little bit, and which kind of helps Hellenius, you know, kind of implement a little bit of his strategy if Wilder comes out a little bit timid. 
um, and with a little bit of ring rust. So um, I'm thinking this is going seven or eight or nine. Um, wow. And then Deontay finally, like after being frustrated and stymied for several rounds, just, you know, the big right hand just lands. Um, to that extent, uh, here's the – here, here's the odds. Wilder minus 800, Hellenius plus 500. Over under rounds, Drew. I was I was hell bent on six and a half, but those odds make me question it. But I guess I'll stick with six and a half. Four and a half. Oh wow! All right, okay, that, that's right in my range then. The over is minus 135 the unders plus 105 so it's kind of like right on the over under okay um, wilder by decisions plus 600 wilder by ko is minus 450 hellenius by decision is plus 1400 hellenius by ko would be plus 800 um again i'll say i would be wait let me get this phrasing right I would be surprised, but not shocked, if Hellenius gets a knockdown against Wilder. Okay. Surprised, but not shocked. I I think Hellenius gives him gives him a little bit of a test early. And I mean, and think about it. How how, how many rounds did Wilder go with Luis Ortiz? Um, which time? The second time. Uh, I think seven or eight. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm that's I'm that's basically the fight I'm I'm expecting. But with a with a pot with a possible knockdown. Possibly, like I like I'm not putting it at a high percentage. Okay. Like, like maybe ten percent, but I'd I'd be, sh- what what I say, surprised but not shocked. Um, yeah, his fight with with Luis Ortiz went where'd it go? Come on, back up. What the frick? Um, went. Come on, box wreck, you jerk. What are you trying to get? Uh, how many rounds his fight with with Luis Ortiz went? Wilder's. It was like eight. I think it was eight rounds. The second fight. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I'm thinking seven or eight is what I'm thinking. Um. Uh, seven. Yeah. So okay, seven. Yeah, he knocked him down in the seventh round. And he was losing on all the scorecards. I'm pretty sure Ortiz was winning 6-0 on every scorecard. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that, and that's kind of what I'm like. I'm not saying Helene is going to be winning, but I think it's going to be like, oh, shit, he actually like showed up. Any hoodles, uh, that's all I got on that. And then I just wanted to mention the, the undercards on a lot of these. Um I, I, I'll start here, right here, with, with this fight. Um, Wilder, Hellenius. Caleb Plant is... Sweet uh, hands! ...is facing Anthony Durrell. Now, I don't know why Anthony Durrell... Like, the like the odds are way in Caleb Plant's favor, which Caleb Plant's better. I get that. Yeah. But, like... Um, hold on, let me, let me... Let me grab it. Where'd it go? da 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 did I not? Uh, okay, I don't. I don't. I did not grab it. But it's like he's like minus, like oh wait, here we go. He's minus twelve hundred versus Anthony Durrell plus seven hundred. Uh, I that seemed pretty wide to me. Like I, Anthony Durrell is a big hitter. Like 
Yeah. He just, uh, I mean, he just yeah. is. I mean, his last, his last, uh, his last three fights, lost, got knocked out by Benavides, to, or draw against Kyron Davis, and then uh, he did a, he did have a, a sexy knockout uh, on the Big time uh, knockout yeah. on the Canelo uh, Canelo plant undercard uh, that night. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I make. I'm now that would that would shock and surprise me if he if he knocks out. Yeah, Caleb I mean, he's 37. Plant, like, I guess I, I, don't know, I guess because he's older. I mean, Caleb Plant is what 32. He's 30. 30. Okay. Yeah, he's 30. Um. All right. Other, yeah. I, other cut. other fights on the undercard. Um, Michelle Rivera is on the undercard. My guy, who I thought would be the Tank Davis uh, opponent in December, but alas, no. Uh, alas, I was wrong. Um, and Frank Sanchez is on this card as well. Yeah, it's a good card. Um, which he's like minus a billion. He's heavy favorite versus some guy named Carlos Negron. Um, and then Gary Antonio Russell. You know what I'd like to see? What? Give me, give me Sanchez and, uh, and the juggernaut. Yeah. Give me that next. While everyone's waiting around. Let's do that. Um. Right? Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. But one of the Russell brothers is fighting on that card, Gary Antonio Russell. And he's only minus 205 versus Emmanuel Rodriguez, who's plus 160. Huh. Is he is he the youngest, or is Antoine? I don't even know. Okay. I don't know the weight or anything, but one of the Russell brothers, I mean, that's that's something you should tune in for. Yeah, it's true. Um. Fair point, fair point. On the Australian undercard, the Maloney's. Fighting? They're back. Yeah. Um, and I that's I think that's all I got in terms of undercards. Yeah, I guess the only other thing, do you watch did you watch the Fundora fight on uh on Saturday? Oh, um I honestly I had it on and I fell asleep. <laughs> um I yeah, I I uh, a little uh, is underwhelmed the right word? I don't know. Underwhelmed. I, I still I just still don't know how he shapes Mystified. up. Mystified. It's hard, right? Because I mean, Charlo Charlo's the only measuring stick at 154 because he's got all the belts. I I, I think Charlo would absolutely eat yeah. him up. Yeah. Listen, and kudos to him. The one the one thing that I worry about with him long term is that and De, De, Kenobi Kenobi was funny with a lot of his tweets. Um, I know they had him on the pod last week. Like, man, he takes way more punishment than he needs to to try to make fan fan friendly fights yeah like he was uh, he was doing a great job boxing on the outside using his jab i, I thought it was uh, you know he definitely could be using way more check hooks hooks when he's boxing on the outside but then like and after like three rounds of that he's just like nah f it Fan, the crowd's not into it. Let's just let's just go toe to toe in this tire and just 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 trade haymakers with each other. Like yeah. he's like I, I yeah, like he's getting hit clean with a lot of these shots too. Like I, I worry about that with him. Like that he's so is he so determined to make a, a fan friendly fight that he just like just gets walloped. Yeah. So okay. oh, it'll be be curious. So I, he's I, he's definitely not ready for Charlo. I know he's a WBC mandatory, but he's. I that that PBC ain't making that fight anytime soon. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Um. You know, I'd think... like to. You know, you know, you know, it'd be interesting. No, I don't. 
154 now that he's there. Um, him and Danny Garcia. Yeah, there you go. That'd be an interesting. I get, it, but I mean, they're so weird with how they match make. Like, but that would be fun. Like Garcia's coming. He you know he moved up the weight class. Um, and see how Fundora would would be able to handle him. He's a veteran guy. You know, multi weight divisional uh, champion. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know who else at that weight class they yeah, they who put else they, there even is. Who can they put him in there with? Yeah, from on the PBC side, I'd I'd I'd, I'd pay. That's, I'd, they may they might make that a pay per view. I might pay for that. There you go. There you have it. Um. Yeah, but I think that covers all the boxing for this week. We yeah, got a lot yeah, of boxing, a lot, lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Nice. Uh, gonna be a, a fun filled, fun packed day. Yes. Um. Okay, and then so NHL is here and we recorded a preview with guest uh tim morrell so we're gonna bring that, we're gonna bring that to you right now all right and so let's do our 2022 2023 nhl preview with my man he once upon a time had a podcast the rambling bruise and his his catchphrase was another day another pod another cold core is light it's Tim Morrell. Tim, how you doing? The mountains blue over there? Oh, they're blue, man. I've been waiting to crack this one. It's just been sitting in front of me. I actually grabbed a couple more in the meantime, but uh, no, it's good nice. to be back. It's been a while. I, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I haven't done a podcast for a while. Anybody that listens to this that might have listened to my Rambling Brews podcast, maybe we'll bring it back. But uh, just happy to be here. Happy to talk to you guys again. Yeah, and and you know you might you all might remember Tim. He was on uh, in our first year. He did the NHL, and Jim Beringer has has helped us out on the NHL from time to time as well. And will definitely Jim will definitely be back to help us this season as well. But um, wanted to get Tim back in the mix here. Jim and Tim are two hockey guys. <laughs> yeah, I like listening to Jim's episodes too. It'd be uh, I haven't got a chance to talk to him or meet him, but. Maybe sometime in the future we'll have to do some. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Skate, I, I watch along or something. Skate all day or skate every day. That's skate Jimmy every did. day. He's he's everywhere, bro. So I, I I know his schedule's tight. So um you know we'll we'll get him on the books. Maybe maybe we'll do a roundtable. But there's not a there's not a a, ho- a hockey rink, a former NHL legend, or a female <laughs> that he hasn't he hasn't been a part of in uh, in the last five years. <laughs> I don't know if that. I, I know what I wanted to say. I don't know if I said it correctly, but basically, uh, to, to your I point, Jo, he yeah. is everywhere. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> on that note, um, I, I, here's the format I want to do, fellas. I'm going to roll out the red carpet. You know, Drew, you gave me kudos for my format for last year, my love connection. It's good. So, it's good stuff. Along a similar line, it's not going to be the love connection this year, but we are going to do. Uh, we're going to pick all the playoff teams in each division, and we're going to compare them to Will Ferrell characters. Oh, so, look at that. Jesus. All yeah, right. we're, this is this is going to be wild. Tim, I, I think what I'll do is uh, this, this is how we're going to do this. You ready? We're, we're, we're going to try it out this way. I don't know if it's going to work. Drew, give us a Will Ferrell character. Tim, I'll tell you the team that I, I compared it to, and you give me your thoughts on that team. Okay. True. Give me give me a character slash movie, Will Ferrell. Uh can I go Chaz Reinhold right off the bat? Oh, of course you could go Chan- yes. Chaz Reinhold. Yes. So 
I have them for Tampa Bay. We'll do the Atlantic Division. How about that? Chance Ridehove. You know, they're just, they're just living the dream. Ma, where's the meatloaf? You know, they've already won multiple times. They're just cleaning up down there. It just it's insane. They're just cleaning up. You know, I I uh I don't know that they're going to, you know, reach their glory days of the past. You know, there's like again, they're I expect them to clean up again. They're going to do so well. But, you know, the, I don't think they're going to reach that pinnacle that that uh they once did. I have them finishing third in their division. Uh you know, Vasilevsky He's the best until prove until proven otherwise, but the the roster is aging and turning over a little bit. Um, so, and they've played so much hockey the past few years. I got them at, at third. Tim, what do you think about Tampa Bay this year? I mean, it's hard to bet against them, like you said. First off, I want to give kudos to to Drew for coming off the the top of the head there with that one first. That's <laughs> Hell unbelievable. Yeah. That's um, I, I'm telling you, it's it's a it's a failure that Netflix hasn't come out with like an eight episode story arc of the life of Ch- Chaz Reinhold. Like with everything else that's out there, like how we haven't gotten that yet is just mind blowing. Yeah, that no, that was incredible. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm not the biggest movie guy, but I do know who that is, and uh, that's love a it. Movie. Love it. Um, but I like I like the pick with uh, Tampa for for that one too. But as far as Tampa goes, man, they're they're it, like I said, hard to bet against them. Vasilevsky, you pointed it out, still the best goaltender in the league. I think some people would probably say Igor Shesterkin from the Rangers may uh, be right up there with them. But yeah, you know, got to beat them before you can get that. And they actually did uh, beat Tampa last night in opening night, three um, one, I believe it was. Uh, so the Rangers look pretty solid. Tampa Bay played a, a hell of a lot of hockey. I still think they're going to be the second best team in their division. Um, okay. You know, so we'll see. I, it's hard to count them out. I got Nikita Kucherov on my fantasy hockey team, so hopefully he has a hell of a season. So we'll see. <laughs> nice. All right. So from there, I'm going to go to the rest of the Atlantic Division, Drew, and then I'll kick it back to you. So the top of the division, I'm calling them the Chaz Michael Michaels. Speaking of Chaz's, Toronto. They're an ice-devouring sex tornado. Austin Matthews, Nylander, Tavares. And, by the way, they got the Matt Murray project going on up there this year. They do. Um, they're, just, they're just stacked. I mean, Toronto's Toronto. I don't know if you can trust them to actually win anything in the playoffs, but, like, goodness. Austin Matthews might score six. Did he score 60 last year? I think he did. Um, let me just double-check that. I think, I think he, he did. did. I think he's going to do it again this year. Um, but I got them winning this division this year, the Atlantic. Uh, Tim, what do you what do you think about Toronto, and do you have them winning this division? I do. Yeah, I have them first in the division. Um, and I, I I don't know. He actually scored exactly sixty goals last year. Okay, I, just looked it I up. thought so. So sixty goals, forty six assists, hundred and six points. So I think he could build on that. Like you said, I think he'll get sixty again. That was only in seventy three games as well. So he can wow. if he plays a full season. That's another nine games. You're probably Looking could push seventy, which um, his sixty last year is the most since Ovechkin in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, sixty five. So we're starting to get up to like some eighties and early nineties numbers. I love it because I got a I got a prediction for the Western uh, Pacific Division with Connor McDavid. I'll bring up when we get to it. Ooh la la! But um, you know, it's nice to see that you know the Americans and Canadians, I guess, but North American people. That's why they don't like soccer, even though I like soccer. But they want to see scoring. So the NHL is. Is starting to go and transition that way from the the clutch and grab era of the last you know, I guess the last couple of years it started to move towards more scoring. But yeah. as far as Toronto, um, got to keep in mind too that this is their coach Sheldon Keefe and uh, Kyle Dubas's last year under contract. They're going into this year without an extension. 
So kind of management saying, you know, let's get this done or ownership, I should say, let's get this done or you're out of here. They've kind of let them, you know, take their, do their analytics and all that and have a bunch of offensively gifted guys, but not a lot of grit. And they make a ton of trades and make all kinds of moves. And um, so we'll see what happens. I think they're going to, they're going to try everything and exhaust every option as a management team. So they got to get through the... I'm looking at rosters and stats on, on hockeyreference.com, and, of course, like an ad pops up in the middle of the <laughs> uh, uh, No, I love it. Bad. I love it. You got no, to you, right. you be quick on the volume, man. That's amateur. That's, that's yeah, amateur hour bad. stuff, bro. Come on. <laughs> I just I, I think for Toronto, I mean, they're the best team, I think, on paper by far in the in their division. Uh, Tampa, obviously, we talked about the, just the pedigree they have, but I, I – I think this is the year of Toronto. Hey, it pains me to say it because I, I I get so much joy out of saying to everybody that I talk to about the Leafs that they haven't won a playoff series. Oh yeah, since it's so much fun to troll them. Yeah, uh, no no cup since 1967. So, <laughs> I, I mean, in Austin Matthews, I don't know what his contract situation is. I have to look it up at some point. I think he's only got maybe two years left because uh, he signed a five year deal, like 11 million dollars, a couple years ago per year. And uh, a lot of people think he, he might leave and go to Arizona, which would be unbelievable. That would but, be nuts. Uh, he's from there. so. By the can... way, Arizona's playing at, like, a college stadium this year with, like, 5,000 seats. Like, what they the are. hell? Unbold. They're, they're playing. Get I don't that team jump. out of the desert. Good Lord. Yeah, so quick quick point on that. Two points. They're, they're playing um, at Arizona State, as you mentioned. And they kind of got bullied by Arizona State a little bit, and rightfully so. It's their <laughs> barn, but like they're not even letting them put the Coyote logo on the ice. It's, I mean, it's on the ice, but it's not the main logo, so they have to have the Arizona State logo there too. Um, and they they did move them a couple years ago, I think two years now. They moved Arizona from the Pacific to the Central Division, and most people anticipate that that means it's going to be moving to a lot of people think Houston, Texas. Houston. Houston. Uh, so H-Town, that'd, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. The, the oil money they have down there, they might spend to the cap. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, agreed. But, yeah, Arizona's just an absolute joke. And the Penguins are opening up against them tomorrow night. So the Penguins will probably lay an egg and lose to the Coyotes now that we're <laughs> burying them. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what do we – before we move on from Toronto, the Matt Murray project, um, what are we expecting mm-hmm. – like? Is he going to bounce back? Like I hope so, right? But like, what do you th- what are you expecting from Matt Murray? I just think Toronto hasn't done enough to shore up their blue line. So like their their defense to me is still the same. They're like, you know, you. What, what is I like it? Sam Sonoff as 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 a backup there. I think he's that's, a, that, he, I think that's yeah. a good duo. He's a great pickup. Um, you know, surprised he went to Toronto. I, I heard he actually took less money uh, to go to be a Maple Leaf, which is shocking because. Usually goaltenders and players in general don't want to go to Toronto just because the media frenzy up there. But right, um, you know Matt Murray's going to get a chance to be on a good team. I think you know that that team's capable, similar to the teams he was on with Pittsburgh. They're capable of scoring four, five, six goals a night. So they might win a lot of hockey games. His numbers won't be great, but um, you know I lo- I love nothing more for him than to see him get his confidence back and kind of go back to the player he was because he was a hell of a player for Pittsburgh. Obviously, won two cups. Um, but it's just it to me going back to what I said about the GM and the coach with Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe. It's a lot to put the last year of your contract on the shoulders of Matt Murray coming off of his last few years right? in yeah. Ottawa and, and how he ended in Pittsburgh. It's a tough gamble, but when you're stretched up against the salary cap because you spend all your money on high end forwards, yeah, you need that's a kind project. Of what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, you need a project like that and hope it works out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, uh, two more teams here in the Atlantic. Florida, I have them in second. Sounds like you had them in third. Um, I'm going to compare them. This, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for Will Ferrell characters here, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to say M- Mustafa from Austin Powers. 
he, you know, he looks like a main character at the table, then all of a sudden, click the button, fall down into the fire pit, and he's very badly burned, but he's still alive. And that, that's kind of what I'm expecting from Florida. Like, hey, they're they're going to be there. They're going to be good. They're going to be at the table. And then the time's going to come and click. They're just going to get flushed down into the fire come playoff time. I, I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. Um, what What's your thoughts on Florida? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, think... they got Bobrovsky again. I guess that's the <laughs> I guess that's yeah. the long and short of it. So for for me, I'm thinking uh, they, they they do have Bobrovsky. He's making ten million dollars a year for. Yikes. He's not even close to worth that. You know, they were sold a lemon by um, by uh, the Blue Jackets. I guess they signed him in in, in free agency, but kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson being the the Broncos huh. were sold a lemon by the Seahawks. I, mean, I know you guys touch on how bad he has been, but um, oh yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Florida, I think you hit the nail on the head again. You're three for three on these Will Ferrell descriptions because, <laughs> like, they, they are the team that just – they're humming it all year long. Their offense was so good last year. They had one of the top five power plays in the league. Then they get to the first round of the playoffs, and they get swept out by Tampa, which obviously Tampa's no slouch, hell of a team. But their power play was like 0 for 23. They couldn't score a goal. They ended up making big trades this year. Um, so I'm interested to see how that works out. They traded Jonathan Huberto um, and Mackenzie Weger. Two yeah. of their one of their best defensemen, and, and Huberto was their best player last year. He had over a hundred points, mm-hmm. hell of a player. Uh, to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk, who's an absolute agitator, a guy I would love to see on the Penguins. He's a, I think he had a hundred points last year too. So I don't know how many times. Um, I don't know if you guys have a stat guy at the Two Beers podcast, but I, I'd want to know like how many times there's been a, a trade for two like a hundred point player going each way. Oh man, in the NHL, um, that's pretty interesting, and you don't see that a lot in hockey. Um, yeah. So you know it's cool. It's cool that uh, the NHL this year kind of got their taste of what the NBA is like in the NFL with all the trades and movement of the big superstars. But it's going to be. Uh, I'm not sure they did enough to to kind of get over and past Tampa or past Toronto. Uh, so I'm with you on them being third in the division and probably likely out in the first round. So well, I am. Um, I had them as second, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. I had yeah. Tampa as third, but uh, but then come playoff time, just flush down into the fire. Yeah, I mean they 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 uh they ended up firing their coach too, um, and I think Paul Maurice is there now, if I'm not mistaken. He was a longtime coach in yeah um, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Carolina. Yeah. Um, so he's a good coach. He took some time off from Winnipeg last year. He comes down, fresh mindset and everything for Florida. I don't think their coaching was the issue. That's just my opinion. Um, they their coach obviously did pretty well. I mean they had that scandal last year with. Uh, Joel Quinville, their coach, who kind of got oh, involved yeah. with everything with the Blackhawks, so he got let go. Um, and they still played pretty well under their. I can't. Their, the head coach, his name escapes me right now, but yeah, yeah, I can't remember um, either. You know, so we'll, we'll see. I, again, I know I've said we'll see like four times already, but <laughs> it, I, I'm just excited <laughs> to four get going. I, yeah, I can't. I can't wait for. Uh, That's I, I why it's a preview pod. Yeah, <laughs> but you nailed the you nailed the Will Ferrell description. All right, four, so. fourth team in the, in that division. I'm going a little bit off script here. I'm giving it to Boston. Um, and and the character I'm going for them is, again, this is scraping bottom of the barrel. But James King from Get Hard. Uh, you know, I just I just think they're going to surprise people and make the playoffs. But uh, when once they get to the playoffs, they're just going to be in way over their head, like a hedge fund manager in prison. Like that's. <laughs> uh, that, they're they're just going to be too old. They're going to, you know, I think Pasta's going to have a great comeback year after being injured. Um, yep. And I think that that kind of, yeah. I think so. I think they, uh, I you know, I think I think that kind of gets them 
into that last spot. Um, I know a lot of people have a lot of other teams there, but that's my thought. I thoroughly yeah, I mean, enjoyed Get Hard. I think huh. you're. I think you're not doing it justice. <laughs> uh, could be. Uh, is that the is that the one with Kevin Hart? Am I yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, know, I thought I knew what you were talking about. Again, when he's, when he's, tra- when he's practicing yeah. trash talking, you're a disappointment to both your parents, son. <laughs> Who I fucked. <laughs> no, I, I I really I really like that movie. Anyways, yeah. any well, hoodles. In terms in terms of. Uh, Whatever. Any hoodles. All right. Any hoodles. Give, give us another character. Give us another character. Uh, Alan Gamble. Oh, beautiful. Uh, that takes us to the Metropolitan Division. The team I have finishing second. The Rangers are Alan Gator Gamble. They, you know, they, they want to play it safe. They have a solid D, awesome goaltender with Shesterk in the net. But really, they have this hidden personality that just wants to get out. They want to score goals. Gator, Gator wants them walking around money, okay? Ain't nobody going to play Gator. Gator's bitches better be wearing jimmies. And I, because they, they got, <laughs> they get, they got great offensive players. They got, you know, Adam Fox is going to be a terror on D and, you know, and offensively. And so uh, I just think that they're a great example of a team that can, you know, they, they can play, conservatively but also just turn it up and i i think they're going to be a problem this year that's that's alan gator gamble i mean look they're not all first round picks all right but uh <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, uh no. <clears throat> anyway what, what do you think of the rangers where do you think they they land in the division um who, who you like what do you think of that roster i mean the rangers i i guess before before i say that i don't know um with the atlantic i just want to point out just don't, don't look out for the ottawa senators they're going to be a, a a potential sleeper team this year, but back to the Rangers. You know, I okay. So yeah, before we move on from there, the Ottawa Senators. I I yeah. almost and, and this is what I wanted to say about them. They, it's funny they have Giroux because I have straight up Philly vibes, the Flyers vibes from them. I I think they show flashes of being awesome, and I think just between. Not enough defense, not enough goaltending. I think they just get, like, shit-canned, like, a ton this year. And, like, they're fun to watch, and, like, they can beat teams. Like, they're not, like, a, like a like a like just a, a black hole of nothingness. But I don't think they have enough to actually, like, make the playoffs. They're, yeah. they're a year or two away with a couple yeah, players I, away. Yeah, I would say I actually think they're going to be battling for a playoff spot, but I do agree that they're too most, far. Like, I, if they do squeak in, then I'll – if they do yeah. squeak in, they're out early. Um, but they they do have some nice young pieces, and you add you add Giroux. He's going home to play. He's from Ottawa, so that I might do love add a little spark. Uh, yeah, Debrinket, what a, what a pickup they got from him. They got some young guys on the back end. Uh, Thomas Shabbat, you got Brady Kachuk. I mean, they've got a pretty good young team, but I think you're right. They're a couple years away, uh, but they, they could still be a, a tough tough out during the regular season. But I think if they do squeak in the playoffs, the only reason I think they might. Because I think the Atlantic and the Metropolitan Division, which we're we're talking about now, are, are both pretty weak um, at the bottom. So that yeah. that team has a chance to make it. As far as the Rangers, I mean, they're they're pretty much the same team as they were last year. I think they're a hell of a team. Um, you know, one more year experience, had a deep long playoff run, uh, ended up getting beat by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, I talked about, you know, might be the best goaltender in the league right there with Vasilevsky. So I think a lot of their problems get taken care of by him, and that's you know, that happens a lot with good teams. Um, but they, they have Adam Fox is a beast on defense. They got Keandre Miller. He's, he's a hell of a young player. He's probably yep. going to be, yep. uh, stepping into a bigger role this year. And J, uh, Jacob Truba is their captain now. 
Um, you know, they, they, they're they pretty much the same team, and I expect the same things from them. I just think they aren't that great five-on-five, five, um, so they're really good on the power play, pretty good on the penalty kill, but five-on-five, five, I mean, they've, you know, last year, thinking back to that Penguins playoff series, if they have goaltending, and I know everybody in Pittsburgh has been saying this, the Penguins probably win that series in five games, and they dominated them five-on-five. Five. So that's the only thing that worries me about the Rangers. If I'm a Rangers fan, you got to – you got to hope that the five-on-five play gets better. They can score and keep the puck out of their net. I think they got no problems on the power play. I mean, I just mentioned they have a good power play and they have a good um, penalty kill. They ended up scoring a power play goal and a shorthanded goal last night, Mika Zibanejad, when they they pumped the uh, the Lightning. So actually, I think it was three-two. I shouldn't say they pumped them, but it was you know they they were impressive, impressive opening night win. And uh, you had them second. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with that. I think they'll finish second. So first, we have Carolina, who I'm calling Buddy the Elf. I'm saying, <laughs> here's why. I find all their, like, home ice celebration stuff, like, goofy to me. Like, after the where they do all the weird, like, that's that's weird to me. Like, I just like Buddy the Elf, the movie, is weird to me. Like, I like it. I don't love it. It's okay. Like, if it's on on Christmas, maybe I'll watch some of it. But, like, it is a damn crowd pleaser. People love Buddy the Elf, and they love all of these celebrations and all this goofiness that the Hurricane do. But, I mean, you look up and down the roster, they are definitely one of the top two or three Stanley Cup contenders this year. Um, you know, they, they're bringing back um, – well, what's his name at the goalie? Um, Frederick uh, Anderson. Yeah, I know. I'm like, don't say Frederick Jacobson. Frederick Anderson. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, but they're, I, you know, they're going to be a juggernaut again for sure. Uh, you got anything to add on Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say they added some veterans. Um, they added Paul Stasny. I believe he took less money to go to to Carolina. I didn't even realize um, that. Yeah, they added Brent Burns, the the, the defenseman from. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, good call on there. Yeah, so I mean, again, veterans. Um, you know, Stasny won a Stanley Cup, I believe, when he was in St. Louis. I think I correct yeah. me if I'm wrong yeah, on that. No, you're, uh, yeah, you're right. I know he bounced around a little bit between St. Louis, Winnipeg, Vegas, so he's bounced around a little bit. But um, you know, obviously, Brent Burns went to the Stanley Cup in 2016. He's been a a hell of a player, Norris Trophy candidate um, throughout the course of his career. It's pretty crazy to remember that Brent Burns was a forward when he was drafted and then moved to defense and became one of the best defensemen of this era. But um, at least offensively speaking, so yeah. I think they'll add a little bit of to that team but again they're kind of like the rangers you know they're they kept all their core pieces their main pieces um i think they're primed for a deep run in the in the stanley cup playoffs so yeah, i wouldn't want to play carolina if i was part, anybody i know and part of it is like okay they added two 37 year old defensemen and it's like all right but right. um like sebastian ajo still 25 svechnikov only 22 um where uh Kotkaniemi, only 22 years old like yep Oh my gosh, they're still Seth Jarvis is still only twenty. Like they're 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 young and good, man, and they have a good mix of veterans. Um, That's what I'm saying. They had those veterans that bring the experience that can help the young guys along. Might not be Brent Burns might not be eating twenty seven minutes a night like he used to. If he plays nineteen, twenty minutes, maybe mixes in a little power play time. It's only gonna benefit that team. And obviously if you have injuries and things like that, you got guys that, you know, might be a little older, but they can step up and play those extra minutes. They've done it before. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see how they, they go. I think they absolutely crushed the blue jackets tonight. I think it was four one last I looked, so they're okay. off and running this year. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Round out the Metro. Got two more. Uh, Pittsburgh I have in third. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them uh, Frank the Tank from old school. They're, they're a bunch of old guys trying to recapture their past glory. Uh, you know, I, you got don't they got to run to Home Depot. Don't know if there's enough time, you know, on a n- <laughs> nice little Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and they got to check with Marissa, you know, back home, you know, make sure all, all their old ladies are okay with them staying out late. Uh, you know, same cast of characters. Uh, they pretty much infused nobody n- new or young. Um, I-, I don't know what to say. I think I think they've been really good in the regular season the past few years, and then something happens in the playoffs. And quite quite frankly, I think the same thing happens again. I think they're good in, in the regular season. They're contending for the division title. They end up in third, and then they lose in the playoffs. I think is what happens. Yeah, I could I could see why you say that, and and I mean it is exactly the same team, um, except for they brought in or they they let Evan Rodriguez go and brought in a couple uh, you know curtain jerker guys like Jobbers, like you know like yeah. nothing that's really going to change anything. I don't think um, they're just banking on Jari being healthy this year, banking on Malkin getting back to you know his his form. But I mean, how can you you can't really bank on? I mean, he's had a he's had a pretty good career the last two years, you know, for being how old he is and not banged up, but. Like you said, it's a cast of old guys. They're trying to, you know, just milk this for as, you know whatever they can in terms. Of, I, I see all over social media they're saying, "Oh, this is this ties." Um, what is it? Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, and Jorge Posada for like the longest tenured trio in sports history. It's like sixteen seasons together or something. So I think they still got to. I think I agree with you, and we're we're uh, you know equal in terms of our predictions on the Metropolitan Division. That, that I think the Penguins are going to finish third, and I agree. I mean, they're going to end up getting, if our predictions are right, they're going to get the Rangers in the second round, or maybe they get Carolina in the second round, or if they make a wild card, that they're going to get, you know, Toronto or Carolina or somebody like that. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. But, you know, I know Drew's, uh, his boy, Sidney Crosby, he, he, I wouldn't bet against him. I honestly wouldn't. He's been, they've said in camp, he's been diving and blocking shots and breaking up passes, and looks like he's a rookie again, so... He's going to be unbelievable. I think my prediction is Jake Gensel is going to get 50 goals this year. Um, I could see that. But I think he had 40, 40 or 41 last year. So, And, you know, if he if they can get the lines right, I think they got to get the lines right. They gotta, they're got to they going to start with Crosby and um, Gensel and Raquel, I think, on the top line, and then they're going to move Russ down with Malkin. Um, so, you know, again, <laughs> I'll say it again. We'll see what happens, but it's all – it's all uh, contingent on their goaltending for me. I don't think they can make a deep run in the playoffs. I just don't think they're that type of team anymore. Um, but new ownership, I don't think the first thing new ownership wanted to do was let Malkin and let Latang go. As much as the media try to play it up like that's a possibility, I don't think it really ever was. Um, but I'm with you. I think they finished third. I just think the Metropolitan Division's that weak. Um, and I, I think they're one and done. So it's yeah. unfortunate for me as a fan, but... It's just kind of the the harsh reality of being a good team for 15, 16 years, winning a couple Stanley Cups or a few Stanley Cups, and then yeah, the Bills come and do now. So yeah, exactly. All right, um, round out the Metro here. Um, I'm gonna go with actually Columbus, and I'm calling them Jackie Moon from Semi Pro. We will win fourth place against all odds. This <laughs> random cast of characters. Uh, look, they, they finished near 500 last year when they were supposed to just be god-awful. You, you know, they get out from Tortorella, Patrick Line, start to play a little bit. They bring in Johnny Hockey, give him a big contract. Um, 
I just I just think that they're going to be good enough to scrape out that fourth position and then and then get you know get it shoved in their face in the playoffs. But um, any other comments there? <laughs> no, I think Columbus. I mean, they're kind of. I'm with you. They're they're middle of the pack team. Might make the playoffs. I don't have them in my playoff, my fourth team. Uh, but you know, Who's I guess fourth? watching. I got the New York Islanders. I think they're going to bounce back this year. Uh, yeah, I could see that for sure. So it's it's a toss up, honestly. I mean, New Jersey's not ready. Philadelphia is just garbage. Um, so like this division, the Capitals. Is, I feel like it's just going to become the when is Alex Ovechkin going to break 800. They're uh, similar. So. It's similar to the the Penguins. The franchise has pretty much just said like, "Hey, buy season tickets, come see Alex's chase to glory or whatever." You know, it's so that that's my thought on it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Columbus makes it. Uh, I'll point out Patrick Laine did take a, a nice. Uh, nah, I don't want to say dirty, but he got hit pretty clean into the boards and looked like he hurt his shoulder tonight. He scored early, but he left the game. So we'll see how long he's out. A lot of guys are already getting injured tonight, so I guess hockey's back. But <laughs> everybody's always getting hurt. Yeah. All right. Um, so I know we I know we also went long on boxing. So now for the West, I'll try and I'll try and be a little bit more. I'll give. Bro, it, this I'll is give... your this is your time to shine, man. Do your thing. All right, all right. Do we'll your we'll thing. end up with a two and a half hour pod. It's it's do all it. good. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all right, Drew. People, people need something to listen to going into the weekend. So we all, we all know that hockey gets us the clicks, man. Just keep going. Uh, <laughs> it probably actually does. Hockey fans are some of the most voracious, like internet. Uh, what am I trying to say? Internet, like consumers of, of media, but any hoodles, uh, drew, give us yeah. another, another character. I don't know if I, I, I like random feral. I don't know. Do you have ba 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 Phil Weston? You know, I do. Oh man. Wow. You're on fire now. Uh, so we're going to the central division, uh, for Phil Weston. Um, I actually have him as the, ba 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 the fourth, team to finish in that division one two three yeah fourth team in that division uh i'm calling nashville the phil westons of kicking and screaming um don't expect them to be overly dynamic just like the team in kicking and screaming just get the ball to the italians that's kind of how i expect them to be is just kind of like not necessarily a one-trick pony but like hey we have good d roman yossi we have uc soros a great young goaltender we're going to play sound, and then we have enough offense to basically come with a counterattack and just have enough offense, and that's going to be the playbook pretty much the whole night every season. Uh, so I got them penciled in there as the fourth team in, in this central. I, I do too. To that, Tim? Yep, I actually have them fourth as well. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't really have too much to add to, to Nashville. Uh, they extended Philip Forsberg, their best player, Matthew Shane. I don't know if you've seen Matthew Shane. Uh He's singing in karaoke bars, and he was singing uh, Morgan Wallen's um, whiskey. Nice. What is, nice. what is it? Whiskey glasses. Whiskey uh, glasses. Da, yeah, da, for all you country da, music da, fans the out there. I swear, Matt Duchesne was 38 years old eight years ago, but sure enough, he's only 32. So what do I know? He just he he's a hell of a player. He had some really poor um, you know team years in Colorado, and unfortunately for him, he asked out, um, and he got and he ended up getting traded to. I think it was Ottawa, then he went to Columbus, and now he's in Nashville. Seems like he's found a home there. He's a big country guy. He's always wearing cowboy hats. Like I said, he's singing in, in, uh, on Broadway. But, you know, like two or three years after he left Colorado, they're an absolute wagon now, so you kind of yeah. feel bad for him. But, uh, I mean, hey, he's happy. His family's happy. He seems to be good. I think he, he had a hell of a season last year. I think he had 40 goals last he year. He did. So, yeah, he did. Um, you know, he's. I think they're going to be fourth. 
um, in that division. So it would be nice to see the Predators in that building back in the playoffs again. Yep. All right. Um, so we'll just stick with that division. Colorado, number one. And obviously that's going to be Ricky Bobby. Uh, you know, he just wakes up in the morning and piss excellence. For this team, if, <laughs> if they ain't first or last, um, you know, it's just – that, that's who I got for Colorado. They do lose Nazem Kadri, so I think that's going to be a much bigger deal than what people think. And quite frankly, Nazem Kadri was never really billed as or expected to be a star. That was like that was like found money when when he just kind of developed into a juggernaut. Um, but they have kind of no center depth, uh, you know, on, from line two, three, four. Uh, still, still an excellent team. Cal McCarr, just a delight to watch. Um, Grubauer, wait, no, Grubauer's not there anymore. Um, yeah, he's in Seattle. So they ended up losing their goalie. They had Darcy Kemper. He's yeah, now right. Washington Capital. Yeah, he's with the Capitals. Um, yeah. Which so they, they overpaid have... a mint for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, who's – oh, shoot. See, this is why I have hockey reference up because I forget it on the fly. Um, their goalie is now – Alexander Fran- Georgiev. Francouz and Gorgiev. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So Georgiev was like kind of what a lot of people thought – Maybe Rangers fans will say they didn't, but they thought was going to be the heir apparent to Henrik Lundqvist, and then Igor Shosturkin came along and kind of pushed him out of the way. So yep. Georgiev's a good goalie, but it's tough to to you know win a Stanley Cup and lose your starting goaltender. Not that Darcy Kemper was by any means the reason they won that, um, but he played well enough to get the job done. Obviously, yeah. but and you mentioned the the center depth. Look out for uh, Alex Newhook. I think he might jump into that second-line center role. He's a young player. He was the 16th overall pick um, okay. in 2019. Nice. So he's going to be surrounded by unreal talent. So, he, he you know, he's going to yeah, be point. you know putting up points and stuff. But, again, I don't think they can replace Kadri, who Kadri, the, the age-old thing of a guy having, like, an unbelievable season out of nowhere in his contract year and then getting a massive extension with another team. So kudos yeah. to him. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna miss him for sure. But I, I just I'm surprised they they let their goaltender go. But maybe I don't know if they'll miss the him, but they'll miss whatever production he was able to muster up last year. Like it just allowed like, them to play McKinnon on the wing, right? So and McKinnon played center on the top line too. But like they didn't have to they, they didn't have to split up you know McKinnon, Landis, Cog, Ranton all the time, and it kind of let it kind of just balanced out their lineup a little bit better in my opinion. But um, you know, McKinnon, they get a full, up they get a like full a, year of uh, Arturi Lekkinen, so um, Yeah, you know, that, he's a he scored the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup the last two seasons, so that's uh, pretty awesome for him. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay, so the second team in that division, pretty standard, is the Wild. Um, all right, this is absolute bottom of the barrel, and but I, I, <laughs> I like the comparison here. Harold Crick and uh, from Stranger Than Fiction – the wild i just i never know how to take them i'm like are they good are they are they defensive are they offensive like two years ago they were like a defensive juggernaut last year they were an offensive juggernaut and it's just like i feel like anytime you muster up the the feeling to like peg them or like like have any kind of confidence in them you're just like no, it's Will Ferrell trying to do a serious movie. Like, I don't know what to make of this. I I, I don't know. They're not going to win anything. And that's kind of how I just feel about the Wild. Uh, maybe maybe that's not fair. Maybe they're, like, starting to peak with, uh, you know, their superstar. Um, uh, Meek, Meek, oh, shoot. What the? Kirill Kaprizov. Thank you, Kaprizov. I'm like, <laughs> don't say Miko. <laughs> that's, that's the avalanche. 
Uh, but yeah, Maybe you had, so uh, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit though. Their old captain was uh, Miko Koivu, and he just he's getting his number retired this year by Minnesota. So you're not you're in the right church, wrong pew. That's all. Yeah, no, I just and I do that with Kiprasov all the time. I'm like, no, because those two kind of like broke out the same year, and I just for yeah. in my mind, I just always flip flop those two guys. Um, any hoodles? Uh, I, just, I will point out. I, I I'm with you on Minnesota. I actually, have them finishing third. Oh, okay. Um, they're in cap hell right now because they bought out Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, so they, they're going to be struggling for a couple years. Last year was really their year, um, and they didn't win it, and they didn't really make a run at all. Um, but Hence you know, why they are stranger than fiction. Yep, that's a good pick. And, and I think Kaprizov, <laughs> I, I don't want to toot my own horn too much uh, or pat myself on the back, but I think the last time I was on this podcast, you asked me who was going to win the Calder Trophy Rookie of the Year in the NHL that year, and I said Kaprizov, and he did win it. Bam. Um, yeah, you're right. So I, I think he's going to get 50 this year. I wouldn't be surprised, 50 goals. But wow. I don't have too much more to add on on uh, Kaprizov, other than I guess he, he had a tough time getting out of Russia this year with everything going on. So the Minnesota Wild oh. fans and their organization are pretty happy uh, he was able to squeak out of there. So, Gotcha. Um, okay, and then to round out this division, uh, the team I have in third, uh, I have Dallas, and I have them as Cam Brady. Uh, basically, that was gonna be my last my last one. If you uh, came back to me, I, uh, I you know I expect them to find a lot of offense and be truly offensive, but a joy to watch. See what I did there with Cam Brady, um, <laughs> you know, and they they might go through ridiculous stretches like like he went through ridiculous stretches of the camp of his campaign, but uh, you know they'll they'll reach into their book of good ideas and, and you know they'll they'll make the playoffs is what I'm was not what I'm expecting. Um, uh, the guy they oh, see that I'm doing this again. Damn it! I got my notes are everywhere. Damn it! But uh, it's, it's Jay Robertson. But what's uh, Jason? Jay, Jason. I'm like Joe, Josh, J- Jason Robertson. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> are picking him to score 50 plus, and he really, he really might. Um, yeah, I, I, it still blows my mind that Jamie Ben's still the captain down there. I, I, it's another guy. I feel like he's been 38 years old for eight years, but. Yeah, every every year, him and Tyler Sagan have bad years, like last four or five years, and they're making a ton of money. And the CEO or the owner or the president, whatever his title is, comes out and basically buries them in the media, how they stink huh. so bad. But Jason Robertson, yeah, he's a young stud. This kid is unreal. He just signed a big ticket. I'm not sure what his uh, AAV is. It's not that. It's not actually not as much as I thought it would be. Um, but a lot of these guys, when they sign deals in the NHL, they'll make like you know, they'll structure it so if they're still a restricted free agent at the end of the deal, they'll make sure the salary is highest in that year so that their qualifying offer will have to be like nine, ten, eleven million dollars or whatever for their team yeah. to, to match. So um you know, but I, I think it's he he's a hell of a player and I think I have them at fourth, um, you know, getting into the playoffs. But their goaltender Jake Ottinger is pretty good. I was gonna say Ottinger um, has the potential to be. He, he's a uh, he's a dark horse for the Vezina. So that that's another yeah. thing to be kind of fun to watch. Had a hell of a series against Calgary last year in the first round. Was just unbelievable. Like forty five, fifty saves a night. Really keeping a minute. So um, interested to see what happens. They lost John Klingberg too. He went to Anaheim, but they still have some some really nice pieces on on the blue line. So. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how Dallas plays this year. Yeah. So who who do you got in that division? Then what four guys? What four teams? Uh, I have Colorado winning it. 
I have St. Louis finishing second, then Ooh, Minnesota. Okay. Um, I actually have Nashville. I'm sorry, I lied. I don't have Dallas in the playoffs. I have Nashville. We talked about that. So I have Dallas just missing. Uh, okay. St. Louis, I think they they just have like they they ended up signing Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, two young guys to long term yeah. contracts. Uh, still have Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, you know, Jordan Bennington is is their goaltender. They had Ville Husso, who was a good goalie last year. He kind of emerged on the scene, but they ended up trading him to. Detroit just because Bennington was pretty good in the playoffs and they were up against the cap. So similar to Dallas. I mean, like you said, Colorado is just, you know, Ricky Bobby. He they piss excellence. They're 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 gonna win run away with that division in my opinion. It's not even gonna be close. Um so it's kind of a toss up for the other teams, but I think St. Louis, you know, with their their pedigree, I think they'll they'll get in. Um Yeah, we'll I, I like I always like St. Louis. I just I wasn't sure if I could just keep picking them every year and and i like what i think dallas is going to just kind of get a little bit nasty on offense as the season goes on so um that's that's where i was coming from there and that division yeah. always has there's another course there that, that division always has somebody just like coming out of nowhere I, I feel like um anyway so we are back down to the final division drew do you have any more characters um uh i'm i'm somewhat Unprepared because I I had Cam Brady uh, set there, but 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 you definitely don't have Sanskrit neck tattoo from the internship. I know that's <laughs> way too random, but a very a very good feral character. Did you say Brennan Huff? Did we do Brennan Huff? Nope. Let's go Brennan Huff. All right, love it. So I actually have have this as now you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Even if um, it was a fire. <laughs> uh, Huff and Doback. I have the Kings in Vancouver. The bottom of this division is going to be, I just don't know what. But the, the Kings, Vancouver, and Anaheim are all built very similarly. Um, and I, I chose the Kings of Vancouver uh, as basically, basically stepbrothers of each other. Uh, so these guys, these teams are so young. And they're exciting. They're going to be fun. They're going to make mistakes. They're, you know, we. It's just going to be wild, and uh, it's just as wild as that freaking movie was. I think that's how the Kings in Vancouver both are going to be. A lot of boats and hoes. Prestige worldwide. Uh, I got the Kings, <laughs> the Kings third, and Vancouver fourth in that division. But I kind of tied those two together for Step Brothers. I like it. I'm going to do the same, and in, in not with the the um, Canucks. I'm going to tie the Kings and the Golden Knights together. Okay, um, so I I think they're pretty similar teams. I mean, I think Vegas has more star power. Um, yeah, a little bit more established players. Well, I mean, other than Anze Kopitar and Quick, but it, like I feel like those two guys. I feel like it's all young guys, and then well, and I guess Dowdy, but those, those up, like they, the three the three old heads, and then like a bunch of young guys. I feel like for the Kings. Yeah, they have a lot of great young players, as you mentioned, and they ended up bringing in Kevin Fiala from Minnesota. Um, so Minnesota they, will take. They made the playoffs there, last year. The Kings. They did, and they they took Edmonton to the brink. They took them to Game Seven. That's right. Um, so, I think the Kings are going to be a pretty good team. It might be Jonathan Quick's last ride as a starting goalie in the NHL. Let's ride. Uh, Vegas. The one thing about yeah, <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. But the one. Uh, <laughs> the, one the one thing. <laughs> the one thing about Vegas. I remember uh, my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cracked my second one. Now I'm Russell Wilson. Um, the the one thing about Vegas is they ended up letting Mark Andre Fleury go, you know, a couple years ago. We've all talked about it. 
Um, they kept Robin Leonard. He's hurt. He's been banged up. He's actually going to miss the entire season. Uh, their would-be starter, uh, Laurent Brassois, there's a French name for you. He um, <laughs> He's out for like four or five months. So they have a goaltender, Logan Thompson. Um, he's technically still a rookie. I think he made 11 starts last year, but he's still yeah. eligible for the Calder Trophy. He is, yeah. Um, so he, I, they ended up winning last night on a late goal, like in the last 10 seconds. They beat the Kings, actually. So these two teams played. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because this kid, I mean, they're, they're, they have playoff aspirations, their ownership. Yeah, I think he's only 24 insane. years old. I uh, I was looking at that earlier. Yeah, and if you lose like three games in a row, they're like a Russian team. If you lose like three games in a row, they're gonna like try to start withholding your pay and start moving people around. <laughs> their, their ownership out there is unbelievable. Like they just churn through guys. Uh, it's crazy how like the first year they were like the darling of the NHL, and now reports all say that basically a lot of team, a lot of players don't want to play there because they just they don't have any respect for the guys as people. They just kind of you know what, what have you done for me lately? Move on. They don't care. They they their owner treats the team like it's a fantasy lineup. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll send see a guy on waivers, at. pick up another guy. Yeah, I, I have them making it. Um, Jack Eichel, full they're... year out there. Yep, and I, I mentioned before we came on, I had a, uh, I had a potential futures bet for you guys. So I wanted to point out that Jack Eichel. Now I don't know if he's going to win this. Like it, it's just the odds are unbelievable. He's eighty to one for the most points, the Art Ross Trophy. Uh, this guy is the first time he's been healthy in like five years. I think he can easily get over a hundred points. Uh, especially playing with guys out in Vegas, that they have. He's also fifty to one for the most valuable player. So obviously, you're going to be battling with Connor McDavid, which we'll talk about in a second. I'm sure at the top of this division. Um, but those odds were just unreal. And I'll also point out Vegas goalie that I mentioned, Logan Thompson. He's going to be getting all the starts for the first half of the season and probably for most of the season. And they've got a pretty good team, so they could win some games. He's plus seventeen hundred for the Calder Trophy. So. I threw a couple coins on that uh, before the season started just to see if I could maybe make some money, but I still think Connor McDavid is going to win the Art Ross and the MVP. But you know, for Eichel, a former second overall pick, right behind McDavid, to be eighty to one for the Art Ross and fifty to one for the the Hart Trophy, the MVP, those odds were were crazy to me. I, I, I was I, I yeah, jumped on I actually quick. don't have Vegas making the playoffs this year for a lot of the reasons you a lot of the yeah, items you just I, I listed, like that. the goalie injuries, kind of like the disgruntledness and. It's kind of like it's not fresh anymore. Like like it, when it was fresh and all these guys were flying all around the ice, um, they still have a good you know good good fan base and, and wild atmosphere out there. But I don't. They know. ended just, up just getting away from their identity, man. Like they, they like their identity was we're all the misfits and we're all gonna play together and we're gonna show everybody that they shouldn't pass on us. And all the people that got them to the Stanley Cup final that year, most of them they got rid of and they started playing fantasy hockey and you know yep. just trying to trying to acquire the best players on paper and they don't necessarily fit. And they haven't been as good since, and it's shown. Obviously, some of these guys don't want to play there anymore. Yeah. All right. So number one in this division, um, you you said it, Edmonton. Uh, I gave them the Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. I was they're, waiting they're, for it. I the, couldn't believe somebody didn't say Ron Burgundy. The, I thought you not, already. Wait, I thought you already went Burgundy. No. You sure? Yeah. You misheard. Who did you think I said Burgundy? For? I I thought you maybe you just referenced him early. I. I thought I thought you went Burgundy. That's why I took him off my list. My bad. I just I must I must have misheard. Um, what's the What's the line? Whenever you see Connor McDavid, it's like uh, no, no. It's just an illusion in my pants. I'm gonna have to take these back to the pants. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> whenever he, he makes it's just the pleats, on the, the pleats in the pants. Don't <laughs> yeah. act like you're not impressed. Uh, no, for him, I said uh, you know they're they're the number one news team, uh, king of the airwaves. 
Connor McDavid's trophy room has many leather-bound books and smells of rich mahogany. Um, you know, they're just they're just going to be the number one out there. Um, you know, smooth talking. You know, I, uh, I I don't know what else to say other than they finally took the step last year. I think they take another step this year. I have them winning this division, and we'll talk about them for playoffs here in a second. But yeah, they en- they ended up picking up uh, Toronto's goalie Jack Campbell. Yeah, that was their biggest Achilles heel last year. Was their goal? They still have Mike Smith. Yeah, he's on he's on long term injury reserve though. I don't know if he's going to oh, play this he? year. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's still trying to collect his money, so they put him on that. So he he's not on the salary cap, but they got Jack Campbell. He's not the best upgrade in the world, but at least he's younger and he can he can hopefully get some wins with that team. Um, I teased it a little bit earlier about my prediction for McDavid. I think McDavid's going to get 150 points. Wow. So he he had 100 and if you I don't know if you can look it up. I can look it up. I think he had 130 something last year. Um, um give me a second. Why am I not seeing Connor? I'm on the damn page. Where the hell is Connor McDavid? I got No, I'm sorry. He had 123 last year in 80 games. I still yeah, think like if you yeah. if you watch that guy play he probably leaves like three or four points out there each night, just from like unreal saves or just you know bad luck off the goalpost or something. The way the NHL is trending, they want this. They're gonna call more penalties. They want the power plays. It's ridiculous that they don't do it in the playoffs, but in the regular season, I think he's gonna get 150 points. And he had I, 314 I, shots last year, which was the most in his career. I, I agree with you. He's gonna get more shots than that, and it's gonna lead to even more points. I wasn't even thinking about the point total, but. If you look at it too, though, his you, you mentioned three hundred fourteen right. three hundred fourteen shots, and he only had fourteen percent shooting percentage, which is the second lowest of his career. And yeah. so, if he gets up to sixteen and a half percent, you know, seventeen percent where he was um, last, the last couple of years, years yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> his numbers are going to be absurd. And they ended up uh, the Oilers signed Evander Kane to a long uh, four year yep, deal. He I was think. huge for them when they signed him uh, at the end of last year. Yeah, so he was on. He he played at like a fifty-two goal pace. I would say he might score forty goals. Yeah, and you got you got Drysaddle, who's easily getting a hundred points. Um, probably going to get fifty goals. We'll be right up there with Matthews for the uh, Rocket Richard Trophy. Um, I, if he gets one hundred and fifty points, that's unbelievable. I, remember, he had a hundred points in the fifty-three game season in the COVID year. Granted, You're he right. was playing against yeah. the Jabroni Canadian teams in their division, but. Like he's he's gonna play you know four or five games against the Coyotes. He's gonna play the Canucks, who struggle on defense a little bit. Still probably make the playoffs, like you said. And I, I his he's unreal to watch. They're playing um, tonight, I believe. They're playing. I want to say they're playing Vancouver actually. Um, so you know, obviously the people when they hear this, it'll the game will be over. But I, it'll be interesting to see how many points he gets if he if he gets on a hot start, Jordan. Like and he ends up you know maybe like seventeen eighteen points through his first six games or something. Look out. This dude is going to be lighting the lamp. And just to put that in perspective, the, the guys in the '80s like were getting 190 points. Like, you right? Know, they they like had like 30 guys. We're not, get we're not over suggesting something that's never been done before. Yeah, like you know, I think uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Why I said what's his name. That's so disrespectful. But Mario Lemieux, he ended up getting <laughs> like 160 points or something one year in like 60 games, and he had cancer treatment throughout the season. So yeah. it's it's crazy, but it's nice to see hockey getting back to that. Um, but that's my that was my prediction I teased earlier in the podcast. So I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, just to round out the division, second place I have Calgary. Yep. Uh, and my most random, I have them as just SNL Will Ferrell. Uh, just a whole cast of characters that could do a whole bunch of different things. 
Um, so I know that's not real specific, but I mean Calgary, they got they, you know they they still have Huberdeau, Hannafin, um, Manjapan, uh, Manjapane, however you pronounce it. Yeah, Manjapane uh, hit forty last year. 40 yeah, goals. like you said, Uyghur, Um, You know they, they they added the guys from Florida. It's just they up and down the lineup. They just they just got they just got dudes. They just got guys everywhere. Jacob Markstrom is 33. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I wanted to knock him down a little bit this year. Oh, and then they go and sign Kadri. I mean, like. Yeah, I, so I was going to say, man. I, it, I wanted to knock him down a little bit this year. And then, like, you look at it and they're like, dude, they are just freaking deep as hell. Like, they just, you gotta they're give, just a whole gaggle of dudes. You got to give a swig of beer for sure and a tip of your cap to their GM, Brad Tree Living. If I was him and I lost my top two players and. Basically, uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk said they didn't want to assign an extension there. Right, yeah. Uh, Gaudreau was a free agent. Kachuk had one year left on his deal, so they were able to – they let Gaudreau go, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, they were able to flip Kachuk to Florida, as I mentioned, for Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan yeah. Huberdeau, two uh-huh. great players. They go out and sign Nazem Kadri. They're arguably better than they were last year. And yeah, it, it's just going to see how the, how the pieces fit. But to be able to pull that off as a GM is unreal. Like, it's, it's pretty much like – you know, you're you're so worried about how your season's gonna go. You might lose your job if your team stinks next year, the next couple of years. But then you you flip it and you get all those guys, and you extend them all. So Huberto, obviously, you mentioned they signed Cadre, but Huberto and Mackenzie Weger both signed eight year contract extensions. So and without ever playing a game in Calgary, imagine coming from Sunrise, Miami, Florida, to go play in Calgary. Um, you know what's his name, Jonathan Huberto. I think they said he had to he had to trade in his Mercedes McLaren for a, for a truck. <laughs> Uh, so, but, but it's good for them. I'm happy for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up finishing first in the division. Yeah. I, wouldn't I think be the either. Oilers are going to be first. Like we talked about. Yeah. I just, Calgary I just second. went with the, with the top guy kind of just rising, you know, it's just, yep. it's, it, if, if McDavid's going to end up being a legend, like now's the time. And I think, I think it is the time. Yep. Um, agreed. Uh, all right. So let's do awards and then Stanley cup predictions. So, Sounds like the easy answer for uh, the Hart Trophy MVP. Yep, McDavid for me. I I, yep. I, I, said, I mentioned about Eichel potentially with the odds, but it'd be tough plus, for plus two fifty is McDavid. Yeah, and then um, Austin Matthews plus four hundred, McKinnon plus a thousand, Drysaitel plus a thousand, Kiprasov plus twelve hundred, Kel McCarr plus thirteen hundred, Kucherov plus two thousand. Shesterkin plus two thousand, Crosby plus three thousand. So we'll and we'll stop there. Yeah, I mean, if my prediction sticks and McDavid gets one hundred and fifty points, I mean, he might get every vote. Yeah, like he. I don't know. I know that what Steph Curry was like the first unanimous MVP a few years back. Yeah, I don't. I, McDavid might be the first unanimous. If anybody out there knows if I'm wrong, but I I think there hasn't ever been a unanimous MVP in the NHL. Um, maybe yeah. in the eighties with Gretzky, but modern yeah, good day call. at least. Um, okay, Vezina Trophy. Um, I wanted to get cute here, but I just did not. Shesterkin plus two seventy five is the favorite. Um, Vasilevsky's five hundred. UC Soros is nine hundred. Sorokin is plus a thousand. Jacob Markstrom plus twelve hundred, and it kind of goes from there. Odinger, who I said is a dark horse, is plus eighteen hundred. Yeah. Connor Hellebuck plus twenty two hundred. That's interesting. But yeah, who good, do you got? Nice price. Um, I hate to be the guy that takes the favorite, but I think the voters are going to get sick of Vasilevsky. Um, yeah. And I think Shesterkin, if they have a hell of a year, he plays the way he played last year, I think he'll win that. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, uh, okay, good. I still have the Calder. Uh, the Norris Trophy. Um, Kale McCarr is the favorite, plus 135. Roman Yossi, plus 700. Adam Fox, plus 900. Hedman, plus 900. Ekblad, 1,200. Charlie McAvoy, 1,600. And we'll stop there. I'm actually going Adam Fox for, for a little bit of a defensive sweep for the Rangers. Plus 900. Um, and Shesterkin to get the Vezina and Fox to get, get the uh, Norris. Yeah, those are nice odds, man. Plus 900 for uh, Fox. He won the, the Norris Trophy a couple years ago. Um, it's tough for me to bet against Kel McCarr. I honestly, I would not be surprised in the next two, three years if Kel McCarr wins the most valuable player, the Hart Trophy as well. He is yeah. that good. He's the best defenseman probably. He might go down as the best defenseman of all time when it's all said and done. He's so good defensively, wow. so good offensively. He's a fourth forward out there basically. Um, he got to stay healthy. He's been banged up a little bit throughout the course of his career, his young career so far. If he can stay healthy, but he you know, is it's, he. When you watch him, he's just like it's effortless. A bl- he's a blur out there. Like he's yeah. he's like he's like the McDavid of defense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He skates just like McDavid. I remember. Um, last year when they played each other in the conference final, um, he backpedal skated in stride for stride with McDavid and poked yeah. puck off his stick. And when I like looked at, uh, my wife, Sarah at the time, I'm like, did you see that? And obviously she was probably like ordering <laughs> something off Amazon or something. So she didn't see it, but I'm like, that dude just skated backwards stride for stride with the best skater probably we've ever seen McDavid. And poked it off his stick, and then picked the puck up, went coast to coast, and I think he ended up feeding it to McKinnon for a goal. It was like right after that. It was like, this dude, I mean, my God, this kid is on, absurd. And if you look at him, he just looks like an average Joe that would just be like working at Verizon or something. You know, you walk in to get a new phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like the best player in the NHL. Can you hear me it's now? crazy. Yeah, exactly. He just, a lot of those guys, even Connor McDavid, he looks like, you know, just, just an average guy, average just size. Just players, yeah. But, you know, he's just unbelievable skater. So, yeah, I'm with McCarr. All right, and then last but not least, Calder Trophy. Uh, we got Matty Beniers plus four hundred, Mason McTavish plus five hundred, Owen Power plus six hundred, Marco Rossi plus twelve hundred, Kent Johnson plus fourteen hundred, and just because you talked about the goalie Logan Thompson plus fourteen hundred, uh, who do you have? So I, I put money on Logan Thompson just because I think he's going to get the most chance to prove that he's a hell of a player. He's going to be in the goal crease almost every night for Vegas. But I think if that's kind of my hope that I can make some money off of it, my heart and my gut would tell me probably – I'm not sure. I, it's, it's tough to go against Matty Beneers. He's looked pretty good in the preseason. I've caught a couple cracking games. Um, hate to go with the favorite again. I know the listeners are going to be just chirping me because I'm just going with all the favorites. Well, you but, know what? Um, I, I actually went with Mason McTavish. I think just that was my yeah great pick. Like at, at plus five hundred. Yeah, yep. I mean he, he had such hype, you know, coming through the draft and everything. And I think there's a little bit better of a situation in Anaheim for him, where like the team is a little bit on the rise, whereas the Kraken are still going to be just like middling for a while. Yep. And um great point. I just I just like I feel like there's a chance a better chance for McTavish to put up more points. Maybe maybe not necessarily be better like when you actually watch the games but just have more points than Beneers and Beneers will just kind of get lost up in Seattle a little bit I think. So Yeah, not, I think they're 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 not and really and, ready. And Anaheim I expect to be a little bit more competitive for that final playoff spot 
which will bring a little bit more shine on the McTavish is where I'm coming from. Yeah, agree. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. I think McTavish is a hell of a player. Um, had an unbelievable World Junior tournament. He ended up saving the gold medal game, I believe, for Canada with like a ridiculous uh, stick save when the goalie was down and out. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Hopefully, you know, going to, going to uh, Anaheim with the young studs that they have with Trevor Zegers and all those guys, like I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think Matty Beneers and uh, Shane Wright and those guys are going to end up being – studs for seattle but seattle's playing it right they got draft picks stocked they get young prospects they know they're going to be bad for a few years they're not going to pull a vegas and you know blow their load early and you know be stinky for you know the next five six years because they try to throw everything at the first two years they're building it for the long haul so um i'm hoping logan thompson wins if logan thompson wins next time drew comes into town uh beers are on me fellas when we go out Woo-hoo! let's ride <laughs> um, God, that's just giving me nightmares of Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I. Uh, God, we could have a whole another two-hour pod just how bad Russell Wilson's been playing for the last you know, oh, couple man. weeks. If only there was a podcast where there was a, a host that said he was overrated and it was going to be his his year to to bust. <laughs> funny, funny, we had one of those. Yeah. Um, oh boy. All right. So just to close this out, I was trying to keep it at thirty minutes. We're here at sixty minutes. Talk about another. Talk about another. Let's rad. Um, so, sorry, I'm a talker, man. I, I apologize. No, no, that. it's not you. It's me. I'm the one that came up with all the Will Ferrell stuff. But that's what I do. I'm just, I'm just a creative genius out here. Just drop, dropping. We've. I actually we, do. I, I thought that was super creative. Honestly, I didn't know where you're going with that, but I and you were prepared for everything, and obviously the. You know, Drew the co-host. Except for I, I stumbled it. over a couple names, but oh well. I, I gotta say, I mean, we've done 105 of these, and he's really come out to shine in two of them. So, good, good things ahead for the Two Beers podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, just getting buried. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a two under two percent uh, show out rate. Um, all right, so all right, who, who you got for your your two combatants in the East and West? You know, uh, East and West champions, and then the Stanley Cup champion. So the uh, East champion, I've got the Carolina Hurricanes. And the West champion, I've got the Colorado Avalanche repeating. Um, okay. And getting, and, and getting it done again, winning the Stanley Cup again. Um, back to back. Which is crazy because, like, so between the Red Wings in 97 and 98 and the Penguins in 2015 and 2016, nobody repeated. Um, and then, obviously, the Penguins did it. Then the Lightning did it. And now I'm predicting the Colorado Avalanche do it. And we're kind of getting back. This has been a theme for me this whole episode. We're getting back to the 80s, 90s, where teams win two, three, four Stanley Cups in a row, and they yeah. score a ton of points. I think that's where we're headed. And um, we'll see because, I mean, Colorado has to do it this year, in my opinion, again, if they want to win again because, you know, unfortunately, I think McKinnon deserves every penny he got, but he ended up getting, what is it, like $13 million or something like that extension. And they're banking on the salary cap going up, but in the NHL, which is crazy, the best player in the league play, makes thirteen million. When like a jabroni in the NBA is making twenty, but <laughs> it's it, you know it's it, they gotta they gotta make sure they get it done now because they're gonna be in cap trouble and they're not gonna be able to keep all those guys. Um, but I think Colorado gets it done. What, what do you say? Oh, this is this is so hard because I I. I want to say Edmonton so badly, like, and that's who I have written down. But like now that I have to actually say it out loud, I, I don't want to say Edmonton. Like they just, they just, I know in the playoffs, 
it will come down to them being a one-line team all over again. Yep. And they won't – I'll say they make the conference finals and it goes to game seven. And I want McDavid – I want greatness. I want greatness to be great, and I want right. to see yep. it. I agree. I just can't bring myself to actually say it. Um, say it! I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Again, I would not be surprised if it was Calgary. They are just so freaking deep. But I'll go with what you said, Colorado, coming out of the West. I'm going with the Rangers coming out of the East. And I'm going with the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, I might puke if that happens. Yeah, I picked too. the Islanders last year, but I'm going I'm going Rangers this year. So I just picked the if we got if year. I got if I got to deal with one of Teddy's seventy five like favorite sports teams winning a championship <laughs> again here like I'm not I'm not surviving just, I'm not gonna I, I'm they, not gonna survive Jo they got it at every level uh you know forward defense and goalie and I I you know good note on them struggling a five v five last year I think I think that dynamic changes this year I think they're way yeah. more in the middle on 5v5 this year. There's no reason not to be. It was almost like a fluke last year, in my humble opinion. But yeah, um, I, I think the, the, my only question for them is the coach, quite honestly. Like, Jer- like Gallant, like, what he – I don't know. what What's he ever done? This uh, guy's got he, – he, he's kind of got a poor um, – you know, he's got, got a poor deal, if you ask me, a bad deal. Because he was a pretty good coach in um, Florida, and they ended up making the playoffs for the first time in, like, 500 years. Yeah, and you know that's obviously an exaggeration, but they they ended up um, canning his ass. They left him on the tarmac. They didn't even like fly him home. He had to get his own <laughs> flight home. <laughs> then he went to Vegas, takes Vegas to the Stanley Cup final, gets canned for uh, Peter yeah. DeBoer, that's a who good they point. who he beat in the playoffs. Oh, I, I forgot no he was the Vegas coach. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I, I so then he goes to the Rangers, and so I'm like, I mean, we'll see. I, I the Rangers just yeah. make me sick, man. As a Penguin fan, I just can't stand them. And, and uh, I know you mentioned you picked the Islanders last year to win the Stanley Cup. I'm hoping that the way you picked the Rangers, I'm hoping the same thing happens to them <laughs> that happened to the Islanders last year. Wouldn't hate but it. I, I don't see wouldn't it. Wouldn't hate I it. But I, just, I don't see it. That's just I, I, I'm I'm just an Adam Fox stan, I guess. But yeah. Um, no. I, all right. I, I, so there we in. There we are. We're clocked in. Carolina versus. Versus Avalanche, Avalanche repeating for you. Yep. Av- I I got uh, the Avalanche losing to the Rangers. Drew, the moment we're all waiting for. Yeah, I want to hear you. <laughs> oh man, uh, he's had an hour to prepare for this. <laughs> prepare for this my entire life. Well, actually, since <laughs> when did we when did we uh, start freshman year college? Geo? 2003. Uh, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Since uh, September 2003, I've been preparing for this moment. Uh, in the West, uh, I'm gonna go Colorado too. I just, I, I, I think they're just they're stout. Uh, I think it's a no brainer there. And uh, I'm gonna go the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm gonna go. Wow. I'm, gonna go I'm gonna go Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, I'm shocked. Crosby <laughs> is just gonna. Crosby's gonna break maybe every single season offensive record this year. <laughs> maybe a few of his. He may he may break some and then break them again. And uh, Penguins are going to be hosting up that Stanley Cup, and next season Jo is going to be talking like they haven't won in thirty years again. So that's my <laughs> prediction. I love it. If that if that happens, if that happens, Drew, you got to come out to the parade. Hell yeah! yeah oh, absolutely. Come to the parade, and I'll, I I'll will send if, you. I'll send you home with at least three or four cases of that El Segundo Brewing Company. Uh, Let's go. Not only that, I, and a bunch of merch, a bunch of Penguins Crosby oh, Fourth yeah. Cup merch. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. J.O., you're buying me a Crosby jersey if they win the cup this year. Boom, it's done. 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 <laughs> it's done. It's done. Doesn't even have to be real. Just doesn't. It can't be a jersey. It's got to be a, at least a knockoff the jersey. Full, the full thing. The full thing. Yeah, stand on the corner uh, of P, of PNC Boulevard can be selling it for all I care. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that that's the hockey preview. Um, you know, we don't talk a lot about it on a weekly basis, but we do keep up with it. You know, we'll be watching a ton. Tim, thanks for coming back out here. Um, you know, great great stuff as always. Uh, Hopefully you get back into the podcasting game, man. It was yeah. you, you always do good covering hockey, so um, yeah. Th- thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, definitely would would uh, you know, like to get back into the podcast game. We'll see what happens here in the future. That's like the seventeenth we'll see of the podcast so far <laughs> for me in this interview. But uh, that's just, I guess, that's part of my vocabulary. It's the most dominant, uh, you know, I guess phrase I say these days. But. I, uh, I wouldn't mind coming back on anytime you guys want to talk. And, and I know Drew's a big wrestling guy, so anytime you guys want to talk a little WWE wrestling. and uh, AEW oh, and see what's going on there. It's a, lot of, it's a gong show in pro wrestling right now. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. Um, I, uh, I, actually, I actually might make up my WrestleMania uh, debut next year in Philly. Might as well, right? It's right down the street. Yeah, you should. You so, should. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's only one approach. Reigns. Yeah right. Oh god, Ugh, gross. <laughs> I've been I've been joking with my buddies. I'm like, it's Cody Ro- Cody Rhodes or but it's like that from draft day. Like since Jo brought up, uh, you know that one line here earlier. It's like yeah. where you have that. He's got that sticky note where it's like Vontae Mac or uh, Vontae Mac. No matter what, it's like they got they got they got to give Roman Reigns his loss, and Triple H just has that that sticky note that says Cody Cody Rhodes. No matter what, he's just <laughs> buying time until that guy gets back from that torn peck. And that's it's gonna be. So, but yep. I think I think there's only one one way to send Tim off here, Jo. How? Gonna find my baby. Gonna hold her tight. Gonna, gonna find some afternoon delight. When it's right, it's right. Why wait, wait till the middle of a cold up night. night when, when everything's a little clearer in the light of day. day. And Gonna be, be there anyway. Have a to a little afternoon delight. Voices of an angel, I like it. So excited, skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight. Incredible. Amazing. Tim? Yeah, appreciate the hell out of you guys. Have a good one, and uh, I'll be listening. I, I, I've still been listening this whole time, so hey, take Love care, it. fellas. Day one listener. Love it. Tim, yes, thank sir. you, and until next time. Later, Tim. All right. Thanks, Tim, for coming on. That was a lot of fun. Um, fun, you know, fun. We're aiming for fun. I hope everyone enjoyed the Will Ferrell special. We uh, went a little bit longer than what we were expecting, but, you know, Hey, we don't we don't talk about hockey too too often, so when we do, we kind of just got to go ham, and, and that's that's what y'all just heard. So uh, again, thanks Tim for coming on, and shout out to you for br- busting out. Um, oh, uh, Chaz Reinhold right off the bat. Um, okay, so now let's move along to our NFL picks for the week. You ready for this, Drew? Do it. 
how do we do last week? Not so great, right? Oh, bad, 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 bad. Uh, <laughs> we went, we uh, we got two. We went two out of six. Two right, four wrong. Uh, you uh, you you went over in the uh, the Pats Lions game, and I took the Pat. I took the Lions uh, my, getting my three bad. and a half. Now, did I? We both we both uh, screwed the pooch on that one. Um, what did we hit? We hit the over. I, I had it written down. Yeah, I mean, we had we hit the over in the the Chiefs Raiders game, and um, we hit one more game. But yeah, we were we were not good yesterday <laughs> or last week. Not great, not great showing. Yeah. So time to rebound, though. Time to rebound. What do you got? Anything catch your eye? Um, off the rip. Um, Niners. Five and a half point favorites over the Falcons coming Niners coming East Coast again. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems kind of easy. Um, you know the Falcons have been playing teams close, but the Niners are looking kind of good, right? Kinda, kind of good. Um, what has caught your eye? Um, I like. Uh, you want to say Eagles minus six versus the Cowboys? No, no, that's that, that's high for a divisional game. Uh, I like I like the Vikings giving three and a half to the Dolphins. I like the, I know they've been in close games. The and Vikings like, to cover. Yeah, they've been they've been all I know they've been all over the place this year. But um, this game is yeah. screaming. This game is screaming at me, which. It, I'm, yeah, I mean this is this is the this is a typical game where the no, Vikings. No, 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 I'm about to say it. I'm about oh, to say do it. it. Ravens at Giants. Ravens are minus five and a half. It, like it feels like the Giants could win that game, right? Oh, it's very winnable. Like very five winnable. and a half feels like a lot, right? I I kind of like the over. On, I kind of like the over in that at forty five. I, I yeah, kind of forty four and a half here. Yeah, I, I like the over there. Okay. Um. That's really it. Like I said, the I mean the, the Eagles the should be over on the on on the week. I think is Bills Chiefs at fifty four. <laughs> uh, I meant to look up their last like five games, but um, I don't know. I feel like the under is going to hit on that one, but I haven't looked at it too evenly. I mean, it's for, I wonder what the the over under for tomorrow night has to be. Absolutely laughable, right? Um, it's a pick 'em. Let me get thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. Oh my god. For the Commanders, Chicago. What a joke. Uh, all right. So let's roll Niners. Uh, let's roll Vikings. I know the Dolphins are definitely going to win that game because this is like the Kirk Cousins implosion game. <laughs> but I'll take the I'll take the Vikings. How do you feel about the Buccaneers minus eight at the Steelers? Um, it's a lot of points, but if you want to do it. I'd rather do that than take the giant. I, I'd I'd rather stay away from like the winner there. Um. All right. Let's do the Bucks. All right. We'll go Bucks. And you want to do what's our fourth? We will get one more in there. Um. You want to do ones, the over Bills Chiefs? I was thinking over Seahawks Cardinals, or under Jaguars Colts. Pick one. You got it. Whatever. Which what? What do you feel good about? Wait. What's what's a Seattle Cardinals? Fifty. <sighs> Divisional game. They're scoring a lot of points. Is either team is either team's defense playing particularly well? 
Nah, we can roll it. Want to ride it? Uh, yeah. Let's ride it. Although it's got, it's it also has potential to be like the the crap bowl where like they just like turn it over a bunch and then kick a bunch of field goals, and the score is something stupid like twenty four twenty two, or like twenty three nineteen or something stupid like that with like nine nine field goals. Do you want to go that one? It's your call. It's your pick. You do what you want. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, this one's o- you. Pick over, it. Over Cardinal Seahawks. Done. Boom. If you want further NFL analysis, we just released our episode two of the week five NFL season, the Gopher Two, uh, with our friend Teddy Repentis. Uh, so that's out there. Check it out. We did, had a lot of fun splicing in Peaky Blinders, sort of like how we I spliced in the Will Ferrell stuff on this one. We spliced, spliced in the Peaky stuff on the NFL uh, so check that out if you want some more in-depth NFL discussion. It was good um, stuff. All right. Moving along the agenda, sir. Um, oh, I guess it's time for everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Vroom, 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 vroom. The NASCAR pit stop. In three, two, one. Last week was elimination round at Charlotte Roval. Christopher Bell pulled out the win late to advance to the next round. Shocker of the year, reigning champ Kyle Larson had car trouble, eliminated from the playoffs. So we're on to the semifinals. Eight drivers remaining. Four will be cut after the next three races. This week, we're at one-and-a-half-mile oval, Las Vegas. Bowman won here earlier this year, but he's still out with a concussion. So we're going with Hamlin, plus 550. Christopher Bell, plus 800. Chastain plus 900, William Byron plus 1,000. They're all still in the playoffs. Boom. Oh, shoot. I forgot to say what we were on the year. We went minus four last week, so that gets us to uh, – I'll, I'll update everybody next week. Don't worry about it. That gets us to minus, or plus seven on the on the year. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's okay. I, we need a couple more wins to really bump that up. Pump those numbers up. Yeah, those are those are rookie numbers. Um. Okay. So let's get to the parlay. Well, I guess we. Uh, I got. We have so much stuff. I guess we uh, skipped over the MLB playoffs, eh? Yeah, I know. I I was thinking about that, and I mean, they're they're in the middle of the first round still. So I mean, like. I, well, well, I guess I, well, I tech- got the. Not Technically, the wild, the wild card was the first round, but that's fine. Yeah. But like, if anything, these these games the last few days have taught us like playoff baseball is every pitch is just high stress, man. Like, it's why October- the, it's why the playoffs are so much fun. Like, on, this is how baseball should be played all year long, but like the human body just can't do it for 162 straight games. I mean. Bottom last, I mean, last night was just amazing. I mean, the Astros are playing; they're playing Seattle. Seattle was just jumped all over Verlander. Uh, they're up. What do you call it? Um, seven one eight one. And then it's eight eight six or seven five, two outs, and boom. Through I forget. I God damn, Why do I forget who hit it last night? Who hit the walk-off? Three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth with two outs You're, to win that yeah. game. Alvarez? Jordan, yeah. It was Alvarez, Alvarez right? Like, yeah. 
unbelievable, unbelievable, man. It just absolutely insane. So like playoff baseball, baseball, baby. Dude, it's uh, it's wild. We would just, so we're, just quick up the Phillies Braves tie one one. Braves are cheaters. Um, that's fine. Uh, the Padres just tied up their series here. Uh, with the Dodgers with the road win, and the AL series, it's the Yankees one up on. I'm finally gonna get it right on the first try. The Guardians, and and Houston's up one zero on Seattle. Those game game twos are tomorrow. The Tomaski brothers will be will be in the crowd on Friday. Nice Phillies Braves action. Let's ride. How much does it cost you guys to get into that game? Uh, eighty five. Nice. Yeah, we got we didn't we didn't we didn't buy you them. You should go down we, to Br- Atlanta. I heard the tickets are a lot cheaper. <laughs> Twelve, it, dude. Tickets are eleven dollars, and it's half off like uh, soda and uh, and food. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, they That's did that awesome. today because the rain delay. They offered a uh, half price, uh, half price non-alcoholic beverages and food. That's just awesome. To get, just to try to get people in the door because no one gives a shit about them. Um, yeah, but yeah, we didn't get we didn't get them uh, resale. We got them off um, MLB because my brother's going to a bunch of games this year, so we got. You got first dibs on picking tickets, so we got we got seats for next week if they get to the NLCS already. So we'll see. We shall I, see. Is Bryce Harper gonna do anything and just stop laying eggs here in the postseason? He hasn't laid any eggs yet. Guy uh, hit the hit hit a huge huge home run to uh, in game two on the road against the Cardinals. He hasn't laid any eggs in the postseason. I know, I'm just now this it. year. He's been off. He's been on fire, man. Been, I no, wish no, he's been good. Hosk, Hoskins and uh, Schwarber are uh, like one for thirty-three right now in the playoffs. That's your leadoff leadoff hitter, and your number two. Not to mention Hoskins' error that cost him the game tonight. So, yeah, that's why uh, Schwar. You know, gotta take the go with the bad, man. Forty-six home runs, yep. but now he's just—he's just not just strikeouts. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, he's better so, defensively than I thought he was. By the way, though, that's a that's a that was at least a pleasant surprise. With cool. Him. Yeah. So. Hey. So. Carry we're on. Gonna, we're gonna skip out. Uh, we're gonna skip the shout out to him and the meme of the week this week. We're just so packed with stuff. Packed. 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 Just moving on. Um. Okay. Well, I guess that gets us to beer too, huh? Parlay. Parlay. Oh, we didn't pick the parlay yet. No. You want to go monster here? Yes, I do. All right. We missed the parlay last week. Let's take mayor. Okay. Bad decision. Okay. Who did you pick? Did you pick Shields? No, No, you picked Marshall. Let's take Marshall by decision. Okay. Let's take Haney by decision. Okay. Wilder. I don't know to win or by knock it. What do you want to do to win? KO minus four fifty. KO. He's not gonna win a decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say, can you just bet Wilder to win? Yeah, minus eight hundred. But Wilder. oh yeah, yeah. So Wilder KO. Yeah. Um. And then what? Let's 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 do two football. Or should we just should we just do to win? Maybe he will. Maybe it will go the distance. I I don't. I mean, what do you want to do? I, what do you want to do? Nah, fuck it. Wilder KO. Fuck it. Okay, Wilder KO. And then, would you say two football games on top of that? Yeah. Oh, baby. Let's take Niners. Okay. Uh. And let's do Cardinals Seattle over. Oh, man. 
All right, six-legger. Six-legger. Let's do it. I almost want to sprinkle on some Sixers preseason basketball. We're not going to go there, though. And instead of five bucks, let's just do ten bucks. Let's fucking go nuts. This is this, nuts. this is the one where we hit it all, and then we get rich. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Let's ride. Let's ride. Said every degenerate ever. <laughs> Let's ride. This is the one where we just hit it, and we get rich. Um, okay. So let's assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute for beer number two. Three, two, one. I found a uh, all day IPA in the back of the fridge. So got to clear these out here before before winter. Um, you still drinking the whiskey? Yes, sir. It's so smooth. Um, short beer two here this week um, since we had so much content on beer one but uh we just wanted to touch on ring of power um we're seven episodes in there's one more left before a hundred million viewers um it's been really really good been excellent like blown my expectations away yeah i was gonna say pretty much as good as you kind of hoped like the first episode i was like wow that was kind of slow and then after that i was just it's like Every plot point has been extremely relevant in order in as far as marching us towards the movies. And like it makes me wonder like how many episodes they intend on going here because like there's a lot there's definitely a lot of time where they could fill in gaps, but like man, they are doing an excellent job of like yeah, great pace. S- setting up the story like with like the the I honestly I feel like my favorite stuff has been like the Elrond and Durin. Like, <laughs> you would, <laughs> you you're so easy, <laughs> dude. It's awesome, but like yeah, it. What's really cool is like Durin. You could like his his faith and his love for his friend is what's driving him to make this deal. But we know how it turns out. Like, we know it ends up being the wrong decision for all the dwarves. Like, they lose the mountain. They all die. Like, the Balrog comes and, like... That was... What a, what a what a great scene with him just hiding. He's just, he's just hanging out by... He's just hanging out down there. What's he eating? What's that guy eating? Is he just munching on, like, random elf leaves that fall down there, like, once every 600 years? Yeah, pretty much. And, <laughs> like, they're just, like... Um, excuse me. It's just like we we know the scene where like Gimli is expecting like this big welcome, and then it's just like bot like skeletons and dust orcs and, uh, orcs and fire man. Yeah, and it like and it's just like it, you. It's so cool the way they set it up because it's like it was all the best intentions and like you can. You could easily argue that he did the right thing because he's thinking, he's trying to forward think. And maybe in the thousand years between the Ring of Power and the movies, maybe it is the right decision, but maybe there's something else that pushes it, like opens the gate, so to speak, opens the door for the Balrog and all the destruction. So maybe it looks like, like I said, I just assumed that it's one of those things where, like, hey, it looks like he's making the right decision, but it's not. 
But maybe it was, and maybe something else. Maybe there's, like, an outside factor that we will learn about in, like, episode 30 of this shindig, you know? Anyway, I like that storyline a lot. Um, all the, like, the, the woman playing Galadriel is just killing it. She's, it's so good. Um, everything they, they're doing with that character is great. Um, the, 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 my, my only pick and nit on, on episode seven was when they did, uh, all the, all the orcs were like, uh, that Adar, like, what should we call this place? And I, I really wanted to hear him say Mordor, uh-huh. but like, he just said nothing. And then the music played. And, and it just, it just, wrote, and it just, it just like showed up spelled on the it out. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I like, I appreciate the subtlety of it. And like, that was really cool. But at the same time, like he, you could have really like, he could have like the actor could have really juiced it up. I thought of like, I don't know, do a thousand takes and see which one sounds the coolest. But I, uh, I, I, I thought I was, I thought that was a little bit of a whiff, but other okay. than that, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's that's an extreme nitpick. Episode six, where Mount Doom gets created and it all erupts at the end, and the the very end of the episode is Galadriel getting just engulfed with smoke and yeah. and flame. Uh, yeah, that was just fucking. That episode was. I just remember sending fire and like skull emojis to anyone and anyone. People probably aren't even watching that show that I sent that to. It was so <laughs> good. Like it was just an awesome episode. I loved how, like, they didn't just keep outsmarting, like, this small group of, like, humans and, and the one elf didn't just keep outsmarting this horde of, like, orcs and, like, this, like, le- whoever who, how, whoever Adar is, I'm sure he's some legendary, like, bad guy. Like, they didn't keep pulling the fast one on them, like, after, you know, they learned their lesson after the first trap. I thought that was great because a lot of shows today wouldn't do that, and that's why they're corny. It was like a the, quadruple trap. Yeah, was- like, the good guy, like, the good, like, if the good guys always win, like... Then there's no stakes, and it's like, why am I watching? Yeah, you know, it's like The Walking Dead. It's like, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, the show's been good. Like, I, I, I expected season one to be paced similar to the first season of Game of Thrones, and it's just not. It's just been, it's been awesome. So here, a couple questions for you. You ready? Sure. Do we find out who the man that fell from the sky is? The Ooh, stranger. The stranger. Do we find out who he is in, in this in this episode? In this eight? episode. Well, eventually we will. But yeah, do we find out in eight? Hmm. Um. No. I it's I that's probably the what I want the most at this point. So I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say no. Do Be- we? Just because I don't deserve nice things. Do we see Sauron? Ooh. Yes. Um. And at this point, is Sauron alive or dead? Do we know? I we do I don't we don't know. Okay. Glad Gladriel thinks he's alive. Uh, Ardor said he killed him. Mm-hmm. Dark Horse is Sauron a character we've already met in Who? Ooh. Um. No. Because he's a he's be, he's basically like a dark wizard himself. You know who's uh, a dark horse for me for him to be? Uh. Well, one, there's only like two male, like men. Right, that are on the good side that it could. Well, why does he have to be a man? Okay. My dark horse is he's that like that random like elf scientist that like sent Elrond out on this mission to find the Mithril. 
That's my dark horse. Really? That's my dark horse right now. Really? That's my dark horse. That he infiltrated the elves since that's like Glad like Gladriel's been like out hunting him and stuff. And while she was out hunting oh, for centuries. Oh man, that would be nuts. That's my that's my dark horse. My original theory was that he was trapped in that like shard of a sword that the that loser Theo was carrying around. And that yeah. he was going to just take over Theo's body, like Ghostbuster style. Go, uh, clearly, that's what I was saying, like Ghostbuster style, yeah. Yeah, like clearly that did not happen. I was disappointed, but um, uh, that's my dark horse right now. I don't know why. Uh, that's my that's my dark horse. There's some thoughts that the I I obviously I don't know these guys' names. Uh, the 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 new king of the Southlands that's been hanging out with Gladriel. There's yeah. some thoughts that he the two biggest the two biggest fan theories out there right now are that he's he's either he could be Sauron or. That the one that's picked up a lot of traction is he's going to be the the Witch King. That's the what main, I was gonna say. Like the main the Ring Wraith. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Which is very plausible because he is a, technically a King of Men right now, and there's I think nine ki- nine uh, King of Men that get rings, so and they become the Ring Wraiths. Yeah, that I could see that. Yeah, very very plausible. So I wouldn't expect that to happen this episode. I could see that like later. No, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's that, that that's that's like where that might he be just seen. like he just like throws in the towel and he's like, screw this. I'm sick of fighting. Like, just give me a ring and I'll. That might I'll, be I'll, season I'll, three. I'll yeah. I, I, like, I I don't I don't think they're gonna end up getting rings until like the maybe the end of season two, maybe like midway yeah. through season three. But yeah. yeah, those are my questions for you. But all right. Um, yeah, man. Looking forward to it. It's been good. Do we know when the next eight are going to be released? Did they say that? They just started filming, or they're starting filming. Uh, they're going to start filming season two, March 2023. Okay. So my guess is we're not going to get season two until uh, February, like February 2024. Like oh. you got to figure, you got to figure the post production for something like this is like pretty extensive. Yeah, yeah. Almost as extensive as the pod, our podcast. If I mean, our podcast might be more extensive, but pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. All right. Well, that's been good. It's been a good show so far. I'm, I'm really happy with it. it it's been really good. Yeah, I wish I. I told totally, I didn't realize it was only eight. I thought it was ten to start, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um. All right. The only other thing to touch on. And we don't even have to touch Spe- on that Speaking much, of, or... spe- the opposite of good shows. Um, yeah, Walking Dead, we're two episodes in now uh, on the final eight. Um, we're 120, I say, 120 minutes in. I, I, I will say, at least they finally are look to be poised to just put this stupid community to, you know, to rest. Um, are they? The whole, the preview of next episode looks like they're going to go on this new tangent of, like, uh... I, I, well, of I, new of 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 like uh, new walkers. Well, so so yeah, that's that's exactly right. I think they are gonna go on this like all these like walkers that could think a little bit, which is pretty stupid. I I don't think it's that's very entertaining. But um, you know they want to set up these prequels, and I think what they're trying to accomplish though. Um, it, it, yeah, trying to accomplish a set of these prequels, but uh, I I wonder if like the community that kind of fell is still there, but it's just not like as I don't want to say tyrannical, but like you know what I'm saying, like not as pretentious or whatever. I don't, I know. don't know. I I they've we've had 120 minutes. I feel like I've already paid attention for like 16 of them, to be honest with you. 
it's just like on. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, this person's not dying. Like I already know that Negan, Maggie, Daryl. Uh, I I already yeah, know the, you, you already know how I many... already know they can't. Like I already know they can't die, and so I'm just yeah, like, exactly. they're not gonna kill. They're not gonna kill Judith or, or RJ. At least they gave RJ some speed. Now he can get some residual checks because he got to talk finally. Um, this last episode, like I don't know. I just was like, all right, eh, whatever. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was cool having they had like that wrestling match during their fair. That was kind of hilarious. What would have been what would have been great is if somehow the wrestler from Fear the Walking Dead was like there, and somehow there was oh, a connection. Oh yeah, that'd been cool. Yeah, there would have been like a connection between Fear and the Walking. But yeah, that's like let's not do anything that actually makes sense. It connects the universe. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this episode will get me, but no. Just hasn't like even Judith, Judith and Daryl having a little like fake daddy like daughter fight. I was like, all right, yeah. Is dog around? Where's dog? Like, can we make sure yeah, he's okay point. at least? Um, yeah. It was... C C wraps up this week. Man, what is this? Has been a great season. Season three. Oh, C. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last episode. Let me guess. There's been a lot of slashing. Baba Voss. You know the killing hasn't been as much. Season two definitely was uh a lot. Season three, there hasn't been as many, like, it hasn't been as brutal. I mean, there's deaths, yeah, but not as brutal. Uh, it's been, it's been good. I'm going to, I'm going to miss Baba Voss. Good for you. So one of my new favorite lines, maybe of all time of TV shows now is at the end of uh, the last episode. Watch out. We got to watch out. Got to watch out for the wo- or be, be, be careful of wolves, Baba Voss. We are the fucking wolves. Whoo. Huh. Woo! Oh man, oh. they know how to jack you up for a finale. Oh boy, Drew. Okay, let me take a final swig and then we could sign off here. Does that sound sound good to you? Sounds good to me. All right, beer two kept it late this week. Um, we'll come back and hit it hard next week. Drew, as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round You got an open count Toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud